0: what's up everybody welcome back happy new year and welcome to a new era of real chronicles I am your host, Dave, and I'm joined with some brand new, but not brand new hosts. Joining the podcast permanently as my co-host is the man that goes by many nicknames, the calculator, the ace of spades. I just call him the guy that knows every single movie trivia question in the world, Mr. Hunter Friesen. How are you? Good, sir. There you go.
1: Well, I've been promoted here to permanent after a few temp positions, so uh, I, I'll, I'm hoping you bring in the trivia part of Real Chronicles. Then, then I can become—I could just take your spot then, because if I know Please. every answer, I'll just become the leader. Absolutely, I'm very happy <laughs> to have I'll you let, on board. I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you do all the editing and all that. I just like to be on here and talk, and then that's it. Oh, that's
0: you know? all you need to do. Just br- just bring your yeah. knowledge, and then I'll I'll take care of the of the grinding of the of the editing. Uh, but no, very happy to have you on board. This is. Uh, We've been duos trivia champions for over a year at this point, and we haven't lost. I, and I'm like, yeah, I think we have pretty good chemistry. So why not bring I I you on board?
1: The, I just just got the belt the other day. It came during the winter storm, so I felt bad for the delivery driver. But I was like, I was worried the belt got lost the mail because you got yours two weeks ago. And I was like, okay, where's mine? Like, I, it's not that far away.
0: <laughs> I'm going to blame Minnesota.
1: I that yeah or the mail or whatever i was legit like a few more days i was gonna text alex be like i don't know what to tell you man but
0: maybe it's not here maybe jair alexander was playing defense on the on the delivery that's, driver
1: that's true was stuck in green bay for like two weeks i guess <laughs> then they <laughs> and, finally got it through
0: <laughs> and and on joe i don't even know what to call him anymore he is my co-host on chop talk he's going to be a co-host but featuring he's pretty much the jim jones for anyone that listens to 2000s hip-hop of this podcast he's going to be the best feature guest host of all time because apparently he did not know who pat Summerall was and for anyone that watches the leah cinephile videos every time i host i call him the john madden to my pat Summerall, and he has no idea who that is but mr jack renault welcome aboard Thank you. Yes,
2: I am not a sports guy where most of our where most of my friends are movies and sports. I am more movies and music and video games and pretty much everything, but sports, but yeah, no. I'm really happy to be back here again. I did my first pod with you. I believe it was the Batman, if it I'm was. correct. It was um and that was almost mm. a year ago at this point, so it's just been awesome, and we've already done our slate for what we have coming up this year, and it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, spoiler alert, King Kong will celebrate 90 years this year, Woo! and uh, <laughs> I, th- I think I'm going to just give a posting that, that week to Jack, because I don't even think I could prep enough to what Jack's going to bring to that podcast I, later uh, on in the year.
2: I already have three
1: pages of notes. I, I've already begun right right. I'll just, I'll actually just have to watch the movie now. You know? You've never That's seen what it? I'm not for. that I'm one, yeah. That. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. Don't worry. It. I think it's you not should. Like I'm not looking forward to it. I just, I, I remember when Jack was excited about it, I was like, well, we'll do an episode or we'll do something about it. So I'll just wait till then, you know, when it's actually the real occasion. So you should, so you should do w- one.
0: You should watch the color version. I know Jack's a fan of the 1930s oh, color
2: yeah. version. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, those... I, fa- I, I found someone ripped their VHS tape. For, and it was like the Turner Home Entertainment VHS tape <laughs> that was colorized, and I found it on the internet. And oh, it does not look good.
1: It's like the I mean I know the It's Wonderful Life colored version isn't bad, but like it, you know it, it ain't the it, pure it, way it, to watch that movie. You
2: know. Yeah, it really makes it highlights the imperfections and really makes them stand out. Whereas I think black and white does a bit better of a job shadowing them, and I think also just the atmosphere is gone yeah. with the black and white
0: yeah agreed but yeah that's going to come up in the year but we have the best and worst of 2022 to look into now and the most anticipated films of 2023 i have not asked these guys anything this and we have such unique different tastes that i think these lists are going to be all over the place i'm pretty excited to look into that but not much news over the holiday weekend except one thing that um hey i i can admit when i'm wrong and i was wrong avatar crosses 1.4 billion dollars this weekend with a zero percent holiday drop off of 64 million dollars this weekend um yeah i was wrong <laughs> jack any thoughts on this impressive box office
2: i mean this has been just like the year i think of over performances i mean we're gonna talk a lot I, I think we're all probably gonna be talking about one movie later on about mm-hmm. when we get into the best but uh I, d- I expected it to do good. I-, I didn't expect it to, like, bomb or anything like that. Because knowing that, like, it would be marketed as such a theater experience that people would go regardless. But the extent that it has been performing and the extent that people are liking it was what really surprised me. I i am not huge on the first Avatar Um uh, I have not seen way of water yet actually that's probably the biggest omission on my list because I was gonna see it after the holidays, but I got sick unfortunately uh but everyone that I've been hearing from and it's just really crazy but we've talked about this before the number one thing we've learned about James Cameron over the years don't doubt him when he's doing a sequel
0: yeah, you're hundred yeah. percent right i I think out of the most all of us I'm the most vocal avatar hater and I <laughs> this actually makes the first one I'll, look a lot worse on, in retrospect mm-hmm. when you rewatch I, I, I just yeah I'm not a huge fan of the first one but um, Hunter thoughts on that box office
1: well it, um, also counting the winter storm last weekend most people just you flat mm. out physically could not see the movie last weekend like in Minnesota here like either we're facing deadly conditions to just go see a movie or the theater was closed like half of them were closed here or we we're. And also, since Black Panther, there really has not been a blockbuster in mm-hmm. over a month. And there's not going to be no, another one uh, until Ant-Man. So, you know, a little Marvel book in there. So, like, if you want to see a big movie, Avatar's the only one you have. There's yeah. really not much out there right now. Unfortunately, they're not seeing Babylon. They're not seeing the whale. They're not seeing the Fablemans. They're not watching these movies. They're watching Avatar, which if if, if one movie's going to gobble up all the money... At least it's a good one, I guess. Not, I I I liked Avatar. I'm not complaining about it making money. Nor am I surprised.
0: Yeah, I mean, at this point I'm we're just gonna the, the biggest accomplishment Way of Water did for me is that after I saw Avatar, I could care less if we got a sequel. After seeing Avatar Way of Water, I'm like, all right, let just just give me some more. Like I kinda I kinda want more of this. So kudos to Big Jim, because let's never doubt Big Jim again. At least on my end, I definitely won't. Um yeah, and that's all the news I have. It's been a quiet week in terms of news per se uh but let's get into what we watched i mean it's the holidays i just don't i personally don't have much since my kid was born i was in the hospital and watching a christmas story about 12 times so i don't have much uh i only have some documentaries that i caught up with um caught up with the Derek jeter documentary uh, the captain, which makes sense, absolutely loved. Since I'm home, I got had plenty of time to do that. Um, I also saw. I know, I know, Hunter is a big fan of this uh, quote-unquote sport. I saw the Rick Flair documentary. Rick Flair. I mean,
1: of count as a sport. There's a lot of physicality in that. It's I, I, I uh, admire what they do. I just don't care. Yeah, no, so. it's it's <laughs> a
0: very interesting document. It reminds me a lot, not as extreme of. It, it, it just makes me appreciate The Wrestler so much more, because every time I watch mm. a documentary about like uh, a wrestler from the golden age of the 80s and 90s, and you see where they are now, you're just kind of like, damn, like it was so spot on. Um, I rewatch RRR, thanks to Jack. Um, mm. it, it was in my 30, 40 range, but now it jumped up on this second watch. It's just batshit crazy. As soon as that... Ma- mm-hmm. Have you seen RRR, Hunter? I don't want to spoil anything if you se- haven't seen it.
1: I have not so oh okay I've so i will all i'll say yeah.
0: I, it's not a spoiler to the plot per se but when homeboy just picked up the bike the motorcycle and just started flipping it in the air i lost <laughs> oh, my, okay. I've, I've seen that part yeah I, yeah i yeah, lost my crazy. mind um i also saw the uh, miss cleo documentary you guys are too young to remember miss cleo but she was like a huge 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 thing in the 90s and 2000s i uh, wasn't that great i had an Al Pacino. Blind spot I tackled this week called Scarecrow with Gene Hackman. Um, mm. It's just another feels like another version of Easy Rider in a way, uh, and I don't like Easy Rider, but I, this had Al Pacino. <laughs> so uh, right up Hunter's Alley, I rewatched for the first time the in 15, sixteen years the two thousand six mm. uh, remake of Black Christmas, and um, oh
1: yeah, right in my alley, of course.
0: Have you seen Black <laughs> Christmas, Jack? The original? I've not actually that.
2: Might be my biggest 70s horror blind spot. I think I've seen all of the other like big like names from that uh decade.
0: I think it's very it's aged really well in terms of like the type of horror that's being released today. Not in mm-hmm. terms of like elevated art, but more the commercial horror. Uh, I I think it's aged really well. And then finally, I know this movie Hunter has seen. Uh, Todd Field movies are impossible to find. Uh, what? and and I've not seen. Uh, everything else but tar. <laughs> so not that much. Well, the good thing is there's not much. There's not much. So, you know. So I saw Little Children today this morning, right before the podcast, and it is an utter delight. I thought it was well, good. I thought it was really good. It is. Uh, I have you seen Jack? Have you seen Little Children? No, I've only uh, seen. so my favorite part of obviously the performances are great and you know the the story itself is really interesting wonderful screenplay but the narration it may be my favorite part of the movie it just reminds me of the texas chainsaw massacre in terms of the voice it's not the same person obviously but the narration it's it's right on on par uh but yeah that's Mm -hmm. all i have jack what do you have i know you've been diving into stuff (sighs) Uh yeah. Totally <laughs> oh wait, once. wait! Forgot one more that I know that Hunter will probably like. Um, I saw Disobedience for the first time.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It's good. Like uh, it a lot. I, I, it's it's. I mean, it's a good movie. I'm not gonna like. Not great. I I am not gonna go on tell I'm not. I'm not gonna go around telling people like, you gotta watch this movie. But I'm like, if you stumble upon and watch it, you'll have a good time. It's a yeah. Good movie. Very
0: good performances.
1: Uh yeah, all right. that was that was. That, that that one year where I like started to go to movies and that was a that was a movie that I like. oh you didn't? I've never seen you know lesbian stuff like that on a movie before. That they weren't those stuff ain't in the Marvel movies when I was starting out. So
0: yeah, it's it's really good stuff. Great performances across the board. Oh, oh Jack, yeah. go for
3: it, buddy.
2: All right. Well, most of what I've watched in the time since we've recorded last is stuff that I'm going to be talking about coming up soon because I had to do big catch up. Uh, throughout the last like week or so, so I'll touch primarily on the stuff that I'm not gonna be bringing up. So, Christmas obviously happened, so I had to get my usual fill of the Rankin Bass Christmas stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, Santa Claus is coming to town, Rudolph, the usual hits. Uh, rewatched National Lampoon for the first time in a few Christmases. R- liked it a lot more this time around. I still mm-hmm. wouldn't put it in my elite tier mm-hmm. of Christmas movies, but. I, as I continue to get to that age, i becoming more and more involved with mm-hmm. the gears that shift to make Christmas happen. I think I can definitely relate more to that, especially once, like, you know, I get a job and, you know, start having to pay rent and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I can definitely see why a lot of people really like it. Uh, another Christmas blind spot I covered, uh, The Shop Around the Corner.
0: Yes, really, really, mm-hmm.
2: really pleasant. Jimmy Stewart Christmas movie. That just is a combo that I don't think could really go wrong. Um, it was it was funny to also see Frank Morgan, who played the Wizard of Oz, in another movie other than the Wizard of Oz, because that's all I've seen him in. Um, and then finally, here <laughs> you go, Dave.
3: <sighs>
2: Probably the worst. No, not probably the worst poker punishment I've received yet. Uh, Cannibal Holocaust, <laughs> which is an atrocity of a movie. <laughs> uh, putting the putting the obvious and heinous treatment of animals on the set aside, it's just really boring. Like, I, I like I was just watching it. and I'm like, aside from like just the shock value aspects, like I don't get what makes this kind of like a cult classic. Like I know Grindhouse like re-released it like in the mid two thousands, I think. Um and I think Eli Roth is like a big fan of this Yeah,
0: movie. Green Inferno Green Inferno is inspired by Cannibal Holocaust.
2: Eli mm-hmm. Roth. But aside from like the music, which like
0: it is a good score. though really
2: should have been which really should have been in a better movie. It makes me sad that it's in that of all movies. Um I just thought that it was not a pleasant movie to watch and it's definitely one and done for me. So Yeah, I up,
0: <laughs> I own it, but I don't think I'm ever going to watch it again. It's just going to yeah. sit there in my horror collection. Uh I I you know, it's it's bad. I don't think it's... I, I I outside of the animal cruelty, I don't I don't think it's as boring as you say. Maybe I don't know. There's some interesting aspects of it. Uh obviously the animal cruelty I, is unacceptable but the there are some interesting aspects to it but you know it's I, not a I, movie I that I'm going to run
2: footage, to the whole found footage like pioneering of that I think is like cool but I would say that there's also like movies before or that even came before that like aren't like disgusting that are like cool to watch like a geary the wrath of god I think is the movie that kind of it's not like found footage but it just really looks not even like documentary is like they just have like a camera just with like these uh conquistadors and that just like really looks it's it's a more pleasant movie to watch at least than
0: cannibal holocaust and like i like i mentioned offline you think you have it bad you don't have it as bad as someone else yeah. mm-hmm. so I, I can
2: definitely say that
0: i promise that and hunter do you got anything you want to highlight
1: uh mostly been slowing down these past few weeks a nice break from i finished all the new movies from 2022 uh avatar saw the pale blue eye the last week which is pretty good i mean it hits netflix on friday here uh for all the movies that are coming out in january it's definitely the best one that'll that'll probably be out i see man called auto tomorrow so I'm not like expecting some, you know, big classic there, but I like Tom Hanks, so I'm okay with that.
0: It's a lot better than expected. I saw that okay. during that. Well, I, I saw that before Christmas. It's surprisingly emotional. Like I really had well, a that's... really good time with it.
1: All right, that's good. And then saw the Whitney Houston biopic, which so did because... I. You did?
0: I saw. I saw half of it before I had. Before I had, we had to go to the hospital, so I had to leave the theater. Uh, <laughs> so I, I don't know. I don't know how it ends, Hunter. That's
1: fine yeah you don't you don't know how it ends you know <laughs> it ends it, it starts goes and ends the exact same way as any other music biopic there ever was and obviously you saw the first half season you already know i that. remember
0: i mean, hunter I, i'm glad you brought that up because so jack you haven't seen that right yeah right no i've not so the movie starts no, and to. and the first thing that came to my mind i'm like i know he wrote this but I'm like man this opening is very familiar to Bohemia rhapsody and it's essentially the same thing, Jack. It opens up with a specific concert, and then we are taken back in time. That's literally the opening of the movie. Yeah. Do they handle no, – I got to ask. Do they handle Hunter? Do the, the, like, the drug stuff very well?
1: Do they actually go oh, in? No, it's, it's 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 so basic. Um. we like, she was overworked. Somebody said, you got to take the edge off, man. Gave her some drugs. Oh, she's addicted.
3: Oh, oh that's, that's, that's it. I'm like,
1: that's it? Like, that's it? Like, okay, cool, you know? I was like, you could write that for a Saturday afternoon special. Somebody somebody had a moment of weakness, and then their life's ruined. It was like, ugh, boring. I'm the biggest fan of biopics, but also the harshest critic, where it's just like, you gotta at least try something here. This movie tried nothing. That's why he got negative points, where didn't try one thing original. And then later, I watched the Polar Express for like the fifth year in a row. We, we do it online with my friends all the time. We watch it every year, like around Christmas Eve or whenever, around like midnight. I don't think it's a good movie but it's fun to watch with friends same here and it's like 85 it's like 85 minutes so i'm like whatever it's fine i have a good time with it and i think i think my i think my kid's gonna
0: like it when she gets of age oh yeah
1: yeah it's it's the the animation everyone always tells you it's creepy it's not it's not that bad there's some weird sequences where i'm like who thought that was like the right idea here but there's some really Mm -hmm. fun. it's it's
0: interesting and i agree with you because i do think that a christmas carol looks weirder than the Polar Express, it does. Oh yeah,
1: it looks so weird. That's one of those where I I thought I was like that was later. They did that with more technology and better stuff, and it's it is fun to see Tom Hanks play like five characters yeah. in that movie. I, I was like, so that's too. just fun enough as it is. So.
0: And the score is really the, the good the motion, that cap,
1: the motion capture footage of him recording all those characters is also really fun to watch. I didn't, really I didn't, just.
3: Yeah. I didn't yeah, even yeah, know you... he
1: played the kid. The 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 the, the kid. Didn't I didn't know that he's like on his he's on his knees when he plays, but he, it's voiced by a kid. But Tom Hanks is like the motion capture for the kid. I think I Josh Hutcherson.
2: Know. I think Josh Hutcherson voices the yeah, boy. The actually, voice.
1: yeah. So there's a scene with the hobo and the train conductor and the kid. I was like, that's all three Tom Hanks right there, just in different forms. It's so funny. <laughs> and I have not watched a movie in over a week now. The last thing I watched was a rewatch of Gangs of New York. That movie is so
0: <laughs> not great.
1: I uh, guess what i gave it a great score because oh, i really like every
0: time movie. i watch that movie it gets progressively worse i'm like is there anything good in this movie besides daniel day louis
1: uh,
3: yeah the, the, Leo, the world Leo building is so
1: yeah at least for the world building is so good in that movie like there's so many like just five minute sequences of scorsese's like Here's the world of New York in that time and it's so interesting to watch. I liked I, it. I there's think there's some really cringe like two thousands editing and there's a U two song that closed out the movie. I was like, well, <laughs> All right. But hey, it's two thousand two. That's what was popular. Like it, whatever. You know, I'm not gonna a, blame now.
0: It's ironic, Hunter, like it's the op it's with uh, Scorsese's two thousand two and two thousand four movies. The opposite mm. of me with the aviator is I love it more now than I did when I was younger. Yeah, it's and, So great. And that one I will give you a hundred like just I think Cate Blanchett as Cat Hepburn is just incredible. I think that's one of my favorite supporting actors wins of the era.
2: We want to talk about oh, Good Martin Scorsese world building. That's definitely one of my favorites. Oh, yeah.
0: Who won that year? Who beat Leo?
2: Mi- mi- uh...
0: That was 2004.
1: That was Jamie Foxx for Ray. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. I mean, whatever. I think Leo's should... is better, yeah, but yeah. it's not a bad win. I know. Now, I'm reading this book. I got it for Christmas. called, like, uh, down and Dirty Pictures. So that's backwards for you guys, but it's all about Miramax. So I mean, Harvey Weinstein already a terrible dude, no doubt about it. But this proves like all the movies he just screwed over. And they have a whole chapter on Gangs in New York and like how much that movie got, just just so many problems he had with that movie. So it makes me it made me appreciate Gangs in New York even more. It's like wow, he made this out of just just the shit he had to go through Scorsese for it.
0: It's interesting with with well, uh, with Marty. Like I mean. He's he's one of the greatest of all time but he has two of the biggest oscar losers of all time
1: yeah but hey, he gets nominated so whatever but yeah, yeah. it is yeah two zero over 10s which is kind of crazy i mean
0: the irishman going over 10 is a travesty i know i'm bigger than, i'm bigger than on that movie than you guys i believe but like i at least give it something but yeah that's another conversation for another time anything else hunter I,
1: no that's it that's i that was uh, December 26th, that's the last movie I watched and I'll watch one tomorrow on this third, so like, I went like eight days without watching one
0: I will say, I'm pretty bummed uh so, J- Jack, press screenings start this week for a horror movie that I am interested in and Hunter has no interest in. Megan? It destroyed I... me to say no because I'm trying not to get, like, I'm trying to stay in Jersey for movies for a couple of weeks. I don't want to go into New York with the, with the germ for the baby. So I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck, I got to watch these with the normies and like go like at 10 a.m. So there's no one at the screening. I'm dying to see Megan. I think I'm going to love every second of that nonsense. <laughs>
1: See, I could see it on Wednesday. And you pick a
0: bad T Wolves game. Not
1: even a good T Wolves no, game. No, it's not a bad one. The Blazers. The Trailblazers. I want to see Damian Lillard. I had my fantasy team last year. and He sucks, so I got to let him know about that. Shout
0: out! Shout out to so, uh, Hunter and, and my fantasy basketball team. Seems like me you are the only ones that know what they're doing.
1: Well, and we're going. We're playing each other this week. That's why I have to go to the Timberwolves game. I got to make sure. <laughs> I, actually, I, don't any, I don't have. I don't have Blazers. I have Anthony so Edwards. So. Okay, well, I'll, I'll have to tell him this week. Just tell him to like, tell, sorry, tell him to do yeah, Got to cool, cool it down this week. All right. Yeah, so I got, I got that. So was, sorry, Megan. Not that I was like excited to see Megan because you know me, but I was like, I was gonna see it if I didn't have anything that day. Yeah. But then I saw the game. I was like, oh no, I got something to do that day. Uh, Cancel. And then it. we have, and we have
0: Sundance coming up soon. So I'll have yeah. plenty of new movies to watch. That I, I do think. I mean, we'll talk about it in a few weeks. There are some potential. You know how every year has. One or one or two movies that end up being a player mm-hmm. this year happened to be Fire of Love and then Living. Out of all movies, that turned out to be the one. I yeah. I, I see some potential this year with a couple of movies playing I mean, at Sundance. Coda
1: Coda was yeah. two years ago only, you know.
0: So. And then you know I'll see as many as I can at home. Uh, all right, cool. So before we get into our best, worst of 2022 and most anti- anticipated of 2023. Hunter had a post a couple of days ago, maybe like one or two days ago, that kind of inspired Yesterday. me to ask you guys a question: whether about whether who won or and lost the year. Um, mm-hmm. It could be a person, it could be an act, it could be it could be a movie, it could be anything you want. So, I'll, since Hunter created, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna save the best for last with him. Um,
1: I, got, I got a few options because i made the options. So. so,
0: Jack, off the top of the head, if you don't have anything, who or what do you think won 2022?
2: Well, um, it was funny. I was thinking about this uh before I saw the post and then Hunter validated it with his post. Uh, I think legacy sequels really, Great. I mean, how... The number of which I would call like really really good before this year, I can't really like verify. Mad Max: Fury Road, I definitely think was like the biggest for sure. But I mean, this year alone, like Top Gun: Maverick, Jackass Forever. Um, what were some other? What were some other ones that you?
1: I, I don't know if you'd call Avatar. The first I was gonna one.
0: say, do we count that as a legacy
1: sequel?
3: Thirteen
1: I, years. I, my my definition was just loosely came way later than most sequels would, which I was like thirteen years is a long way for a sequel. So I was like, yeah, it counts enough. This is a fun. This was a fun post. I'm not, you know, but like Top Gun, obviously thirty six years or whatever. Scream Six, I also put in there because I was like. You know, Scream movies, the last couple sequels, I haven't watched them, but you, uh, Dave, you can tell me, the, la- the Scream sequels weren't that great, usually. Yeah, I so
0: Scream 2 is, uh, Scream two is awesome, Scream 3 is bad, Scream 4 is fine, Scream 5 is very good.
3: Oh, I, I, I actually think Scream, oh, no,
1: Scream 5 is all oh, the new ones, yeah. sorry, I was thinking Scream 6. Cause
0: that's no, yeah, one. Scream 5, I think, is,
1: to me, it's the yeah. best
0: one since the first one
1: yeah because what i i imagine when everyone saw that title that was just called scream with with the v i was like well that's never a good sign they're just gonna redo it turned out it was great and when you watch the movie it actually makes
0: sense it's called scream and that's Mm. kind of where you know i i'll touch more about it in a second because i actually do have something regarding scream in my winners Mm -hmm. uh Mm. jack anything else
2: uh i want to hear what you guys have to say before i start taking them all
0: all right so i'll run through mine quick uh matt reeves won 2022 in terms of mm. having the best comic book movie and most unique comic book movie in quite a while in comparison to what we usually get um we talked about him before big jim we were wrong big jim wins 2022 um I, this is in a package, and I, I don't want. I only put three down so we can all spread the love. Jenna Ortega and mm-hmm. the Scream mm-hmm. box office. And why am I bringing up the Scream box office? So Jenna Ortega was in Scream Five, and she was in the opening sequence, which a lot of people had certain assumptions. And the directors they would probably kick themselves in the ass if they followed the trajectory of the other Scream sequels. Oh yeah. Um, they didn't kill her off, and she is going to be in Scream Six. I think the Scream box office. This movie is going to do so well at the box office because of the Jenna Ortega effect. Now, like, not only, and, and it's like you can look at it. I, I was talking about it with a buddy of mine. Scream Six, Scream Five showed that she can be in a box, like in in a, a, a great horror film. X showed that she can be in an indie horror film. Wednesday showed that she can lead a quote unquote horror show and the fallout showed that she can act. So that girl has it all. I think she is gonna be a super duper 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 star. And because of that, the Screen Box Office, I think whatever this did, I can see this being one of the highest grossing horror films of twenty twenty three, with just Jenna mm-hmm. Ortega effect alone. Uh and yeah, I mean, I I think she's awesome. I Wednesday is probably my favorite Tim Burton thing in forever. Probably since Big Fish. It's been it's been a while since Man, I've liked it's been it's... A
1: while. anything that's even respectable.
0: Yeah, I think the closest thing to Big Fish was probably in terms of quality is Sweeney Todd. That's, I say that's was yeah.
1: okay. I like oh, Sweeney yeah. Todd. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: but yeah, Jen Ortega, I think absolutely wins twenty twenty two on my end. And Hunter, what do you got?
1: uh let's see i had colin farrell as one of mine Mm -hmm. he had Mm -hmm. after yang which was at camp 21 but it came out this year after yang the batman 13 lives in the Banshees the inner sheer and i was like holy crap that's four for four right there plus an oscar nomination coming for banshees and that's like four very different movies too so he was a big winner jenna ortega had legacy sequels uh horror movies Everyone else failed at the box office. Horror movies, they were making money. Barbarian made so much money. Smile made like over $100 million. Why? I don't know. But
0: I, it did. I, I think I can answer that question. Um,
1: sure.
0: Horror movies don't feel like a challenge or to go to the to the theaters well, for. With I, the- saying, I know why
1: they make movies. But like Smile, no one loved it. And then it made that much money. It's crazy. Oh, the sorry, best that, go ahead. I
0: no, I was going to say that I think it's a uh, 80s horror will always remain my favorite. Era of horror, but I think Mm -hmm. we are in the best era of horror because we're still getting legacy. We're still getting these legacy sequels. We're getting original horror films. We're getting a lot more prestige horror films, and I think Mm -hmm. there's enough for everyone to have their cake and eat it too in the genre, as opposed to before.
2: And on top of those prestige films, you're still getting like Terrifier Two, mm-hmm. which, like just complete and like Mad God, just like complete callbacks to like yeah. earlier horror. Yeah, so, and yeah, I mean Terrifier. For everyone.
0: Terrifier Two was one of my favorite horror films last year for that aspect. Like Damien, Leo, I I always look at is a movie perfect is for what Damien Leon was trying with Terrifier Two. I think it's perfect for the genre. It's not a perfect movie. It's it's good fine movie, but um yeah, I think there's so much variety now in horror, even. I I gotta say, I think elevated horror took a big nosedive this year. Because and look, and hmm. because I don't think X is elevated horror at all. X is more oh, no. a tribute to Texas Chainsaw Massacre and and horror films from the 70s more than a per, uh, elevated horror film. I think that era, t- hmm. that genre of horror took a drop this year. But uh, but yeah, I do agree. Horror box office a a plus this year.
1: Mm-hmm. The other one I had, the last one I'm gonna shout is uh, Ethan Hawke. Nobody really would think of this mm-hmm. one, but he was in Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. He made a good amount of money on that one. Yeah, you gotta always go get some money. He was in the Black Phone in the lead role there. Yes. He was a supporting role in the Northman, And then, uh, not really a spoiler, it's been out for on Netflix. He's a cameo in Glass Onion. That's yes. really great. So, and then he also directed the whole six-part uh, Paul Newman and Joan Woodward documentary that mm-hmm. everybody really loved. Yeah. So I was like, he was directing, he was starring in different levels, he was on TV, he was doing everything. And so good for him good year for him
0: for sure jack did we seal anything else you wanted to say
2: uh i think you guys covered the ba- i think you guys covered the bases
0: all right and then who lost 2022 i only have two things here and i'll let you guys cook on the rest non ip mm-hmm. box office i think that's the biggest yeah. loser of 2022 yeah there i think we're in an era and i well i can say i understand it i don't like it but I know. Yeah, the fact that... Lala, I'm going to use Babylon as a perfect example, actually. La La Land is two hours and 15 minutes. Yes, it's about 15 minutes short, shorter than Babylon. But that movie made over $100 million. And well,
1: Bab,
0: Babylon, can't, what, Babylon can't make, what, 20?
1: Probably not. I also say, compare the first 10 minutes to La Land with that very, very fun highway sequence. Touché. And the Touché. first 10 minutes of Babylon where you get, a guy gets shit on by an elephant different movies
3: oh absolutely
1: both, both both like masterpieces i love both of them but i can see why some people are like i don't want to see that and i'm like well no no that's just that's just the first five minutes after that the rest of three hours you know is different. <laughs> and
0: i do want to say um who uh, something else that won 2022 is future cult classics because babylon's one of them and i'm glad i'm glad sure. that you and i are on that ship from the start I'm...
1: It better be a cult classic in 20 years. When I look back, it better be. It deserves it.
0: And then uh, for me on the horror end, I think Halloween Ends is going to be that in the next 10, 15 years. I think it's the next Halloween 3 in terms of people are going to look back at it and be like, oh, man, this guy like swung for the fences and tried something unique and different. I think 100 hunter me even like Halloween Ends with how non-horror it is. It's, I don't want to spoil too much, but it's very so- unique for – a halloween movie per se it's the can closest I just, can thing I just, can go ahead I
1: just watch that and not the other two
0: no came out? no well can. that's a big investment yeah.
3: man
1: for me yeah. to want to watch the
3: that's tough because
0: technically you that's really tough. don't have to watch since you already saw halloween one for the first time last yeah. year you technically don't have to watch any of the other sequels except 2018 and 2021 and
3: 2022 yeah.
0: your hate your hate 2021 uh 2018 and 2021 i can't I think you'll hate hate them, but I think you'll find some appreciation Great. for 2022. But yeah, um, and then who else lost? Comic book visual, comic book movies, visual effects, and wow. I'm not and I'm not looking at the ridiculous Twitter posts that just take one out of context sequence and just like comparing it to something else. I just think Top Gun, Maverick made every other comic book movie look so. Bad this year, except the Batman, because the Batman was more focused on a lot of practical effects and the mm-hmm. visual effects that Marvel movies have. Also,
1: Avatar made
0: all Marvel movies look pretty shitty. That's
1: why. Um. Uh. Not that I doubt it. I don't think it'll be bad, but like the Ant Man trailer, that is all mm-hmm. visual effects that they're in. I was just like, oh man, I already just saw a movie with all visual effects, and I don't know how the hell you're gonna beat Avatar and win that. Not that they're totally different, you know, visual effects, but it's just like I, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I agree. Don't want
0: that. I agree. That's why I'm kind of when I mean I'm. It's not a discussion we're having today, but when I was looking at like most anticipated comic book films of the year, I have like Blue Beetle near the top because I think that's gonna mm. focus more on storytelling than just a visual spectacle type of aspect of the movies. But uh, mm. yeah, what about you, Jack? What do you got?
2: Um, kind of bouncing off what you said i know that uh a portion of mcu fans are not quite happy with the property at the moment uh Mm -hmm. whether it be kind of like how you were just touching on phoning and visual effects uh i don't know if you all saw the most recent guy and helmer unfiltered but they had a little rant about the floating head in thor (laughs) Uh, and they they remastered that for disney plus and they just had like the side by side and how that Hmm. first one ever was approved for theaters is beyond me at least. Uh, And then also you have the TV show side of things as well. And you just have so much stuff coming out and the fans are beginning to be when when, like the diehard fans are beginning to like get watered down by it. That's when I think you really need to like take a step back and really reconsider what you want to do and like how you go about doing it. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of actors, um, Harry Styles, man. Oh yeah, good one.
0: Very good. One. I
2: I, yeah? I I think I think had either of his roles in Don't Worry Darling or My Policeman been okay, I think he would be a Glo- a Golden Globe nominee. I I think if and if those movies had like a better reception or like we're going to mm-hmm. be a Globes player, I think he could just get into that show no problem. Yeah. Hunter, I'm sure you have the numbers about how many people had him in our. Best
1: actor ten for fantasy. Uh, uh, I I don't think anyone did, only because no one knew what my policeman was, and mm-hmm. but I I don't think they wanted to. But uh, yeah, I, there's probably some people who were considering it at the very least. Have you, s- Jack? Had, have, had it low.
0: have you seen any of those two movies?
1: I saw Don't Worry, Darling, and
2: oh. I've seen bits of my policeman. And- my
0: policeman <laughs> is the most boring movie I saw this year. It is. I always, I always pick a movie to be to be, and label in my cinematic melatonin of the year. Last year was mm-hmm. *Memoria*. This year was *My Policeman*. Oh, I, one of those
1: is good. One of those is good, <laughs> it's... and it's not the one this year.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, Jack. It's it's pretty pretty terrible. Would you say Margot Robbie took an L this year? Even though she um... was amazing in *Babylon*,
1: but box office wise, and oh, a box yeah. office attraction. It's also what I said about uh, uh, Christian Bale this year, where he's mm-hmm. in Amsterdam and Thor Love mm-hmm. and Thunder. It's not his fault this movie's, like, not failed, but, like, why well, Amsterdam failed. But I was just like, it just is what it is, man. Like, yeah. A bad year. But she's got Barbie next year, so, yeah. yeah
0: shit that, that'll mm-hmm. make up for it. I do agree with you. Like, I, I'm i the easy one out of the three of us. I gave eight five stars. I usually be, do between four or five a year this year I went eight on my five so I'm very mm-hmm. lenient with especially with comic book films but this year was the year that I was just like alright I think I'm at that wall where and like I have a, I have a group chat with a couple of my buddies that are very like pretty much that's their, their go to comic book films and they've mm-hmm. pretty much like stopped talking comic book films in our group chat because I pushed everything down like one of them was like I love Thor, Thor Love and Thunder I'm like I like some parts of Thor Love and Thunder I still went Positive on my rating, but there is a lot of bad. Like, I, I just feel like they, they count, they counter their storytelling with just ridiculous nonsense. Like the infinity cones shop in Thor, Love and Thunder. After all the events that you set up for 10 years, you turn it into a punchline joke of an ice cream shop. Like, where's the common sense in that? It's, it's ridiculous, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Jack, on that. I I, mm-hmm. I hope this will be a better year for, for comic book films. Uh,
1: Hunter, do you have anything?
3: I'll
1: yeah. write uh, off something like the DCEU, which mm-hmm. mostly it's just it's just the Black Adam, and now these last like yeah. month or two worth of rumors where all that's going on, and it's like the Batman came out. That's not DCU. They can't take credit for that, so it's just like, oops, mm-hmm. and then Joker 2 is like, I'm at least excited for what Joker 2 has. I have no caring about the Flash or... Shazam or any of that, even though like they don't matter anymore because we're getting reset. I don't even know anymore. So uh, I went one step higher, Warner Brothers, because the DCU Fantastic Beasts is just dead. Like no one cares about that anymore. Don't worry, darling, was a whole mess in and of itself, and they pissed off all the creators by deleting stuff. By HBO Max, like way to way to have a great year, guys. Uh, you touched on it, Dave. Uh. Non IPs, I went like Oscar movies at the box office. If you ain't a superhero movie or you ain't Top Gun or Avatar, you ain't making money. Or no a horror movie either, you ain't making money. Armageddon time made barely a million dollars. Fibblemans bombed. Banshee and Sheeran made twenty million dollars. But you know what? Three billboards made uh, in twenty seventeen made like one hundred eighty million dollars worldwide. So it's like, uh, where are we at? Here?
0: What do you? Let me and... ask you guys. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Um... The biggest shock in the indie and in like the non i p box office failure was what do you think is the biggest surprise that flopped
1: um see maybe it is not because it didn't make a ton of money. it would be Babylon just because I mean it also had the winter storm, but it made so little money like it's one of the worst box office openings of all time in wide release that like even with Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie and most some really good reviews and five golden globe nominations and a bunch of critics choice nominations. They could make like $3 million. Like that's it. That's all it made that opening weekend. It'll, it was tracking for like $20 million opening weekend, like a month ago. now it may not even make that in total over its whole yeah. lifetime in theaters.
0: Chazelle is, I don't even know what this holds for Chazelle. I don't think he's going to get I, a blank check like this ever again. I, I, I
1: think, I I
2: think he was also kind of an advertising factor too, because like La La Land, I mean, that was really successful and just still a really beloved movie. So he, I'm sure, has like the direct, like from the director of La La Land, I'm sure that's a pretty good selling
1: point. So yeah, I'm at least glad he signed an exclusive deal with Paramount. So they're sticking with him after this for some reason. I don't (laughs) think they're going to give him another $100 million check after this. I agree. Scale it down to me. Was first band Universal as well?
0: Yes. I think so.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Which that one didn't make money, even though it really should have. That was a great movie. I mean, all his movies are great movies. So they all deserve to make money.
3: Yeah, I, I. She I,
1: said, I, I don't, I don't like. I'm not surprised that one didn't make money. Like, however great, good of a movie that is, like, I, it's really hard to tell people to go watch that movie. And I agree. I don't blame.
0: And I loved it. It's in, as I discuss yeah. it in a little bit. But I,
1: yeah, I agree with
0: you 1,000%. It's not. It's not for the Masses, like it's like our that's right, when I was
1: like, it's it's not the audience's fault, Alan failed totally. It's not, I mean, it is. People should go see good movies, but I'm like, I, was like, I it's like, I watch all the movies, that's the hardest sell you can say. It's like you should go watch this two hour, 15 minute dour sexual harassment movie. It's like, uh, like I know the spotlight made a ton of money, but this one was just nobody wants to hear about that anymore. We hear about that every day in the news. We don't, we, I don't need to go watch a movie for that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, hopefully 2023 will. I, I doubt it, I'm just being optimistic yeah maybe we'll see a change in 2023 but i
1: don't know i i, I think i'm just worried about like 2024 and 25 where it's like what movies are going to come after this now They're like because all the 2023 ones they were greenlit two three years ago half mm-hmm. depending on the pandemic what's coming mm-hmm. down the pipeline now when people are looking at all these movies that made zero dollars practically what are you going to do yeah
0: i mean for me just in terms of surprise failure probably the fablements for me Outside of Babylon, just because of the Spielberg name of it all, I thought an older crowd would just run to see the Fablemans, but obviously they didn't. Uh, Jack, do you have any other ones before we go? Any surprising box office failures?
2: No, I think those are really just the two biggest surprises. I think both because I think they're both kind of appointment directors now at this point where people will just go early and see Movies from Damien Chazelle and Steven Spielberg, like, as early as they can. But now that the streaming window has been shortened, I mean, Fableman's Fableman's was maybe in theaters for, like, three weeks before you could buy it on iTunes. I mean, that's just insane. Yeah. Um, Babylon, on the other hand, I'm not sure what the case for that's going to be. And then on the other hand, Top Gun Maverick was in theaters for, like, six months before. I don't even think you can rent it yet. It it
0: finally hit Paramount on Christmas Day.
2: Yeah. yeah, so, so they that's held nice. off. They held their cards as long as they could.
0: Um,
2: which I wonder what, if that's going to be the case for uh, Avatar. If they're just going to hold off releasing that home as long as so they So, to can. give you an
0: example of why I think they are, I have access during award season to the Disney Press portal, and they usually put in anything that's still in theaters. Like Black Panther Wakanda Forever has been on my portal for about a month now. So, probably two weeks mm-hmm. after the movie came out, Avatar's still not on there.
1: So yeah. I can hmm. see, even for like Bo- July Fourth, Disney Plus. I'm yep. guessing that's my that's that's my <laughs> no, Christmas day. No information. Uh, guess I'm just gonna say like that's gonna be their big like announcement.
0: I will say the most exciting thing about Avatar coming to 4K is the fact that James Cameron finally went back and started upgrading his his uh his movies. We're finally getting True Lies on 4K. If anyone has access to Peacock, do yourself a favor and put True Lies on Peacock and look how g- it is the worst. Streaming transfer of any movie I have ever seen. Ooh. See, it's on my watch list. So now I'm
1: not going to watch it. It's, it's,
0: it's, uh, I think it's three by four. Not even three by four. I think it's even smaller what than the? three by four.
1: Uh, what kind of Zack Snyder shit? just I here, mean, it back?
0: it honestly feels like it's, it's a VH. It looks like it's a VHS copy too. It looks really, really <laughs> at bad. Least,
1: at least give me a VHS copy. There's some nostalgia there. Though. Yeah, for but, sure. Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, but yeah, all right. That wraps up this segment. Let's get into why we're here. Let's look at, the best, the worst, and the um, most anticipated of next of this 2023. Now I'll let you guys decide. Do you want to start with worst, or do you want to just do best
1: first, and then?
2: I think we get the crap out of the way now. Yeah. Right. And
0: then,
1: uh, it's it's payback time. I need to I need to give one more punch to these movies for st- worst crime of all stealing two hours of my life on average. <laughs> I'm now, never getting back.
0: Now, Jack. Actually, let's yes. start with Hunter.
1: Okay.
0: You can that's just run through nice. t- 10 through 2. What are your worst movies of 20? 10 through
1: 2. Okay. Now, I'll, I'll admit, I didn't watch as many crap this year as I sometimes did. And, like, same, 2019 same. was, like, the year where, in 2020 do extensions because there was nothing else to watch that so I wanted to watch something. Back then, I look back on it. I just watched anything there was. And now I've gotten a little more selective. I still watch, like, 100 new movies a year. So it's not like I'm, like. Watching nothing, but I've watched less crap now that I used to. But I still, you always, no matter what, you still watch some really bad movies. So, so not all of these are like terrible movies, but they're really just not good. So, like number ten, I had Uncharted. I don't think was terrible. <clears throat> it's just really mediocre, and <clears throat> I was just so like talk about a movie that looks like a video game, even though it's based on a video game. I was just like, this <laughs> was it. Just looks terrible. It's so fake. I had no enjoyment. Number nine was Stars at Noon, the Claire Denis film. Uh you call it cinematic melatonin. I got a good two-hour nap at camp when I saw that, so that was fine. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I feel bad because yes, I did not watch the whole thing. I was just so bored by it. So I'm gonna, I put it in there. Uh, the soundtrack though, banger. I love it. Actually, it's a good jazz one. Number eight, Devotion. Uh, the the oh, yeah, the Top yeah. Gun light movie. Yes. That I was. This is the one that I was shocked by. I was like, I don't know how. Like, I thought it would be okay, and I was just like, so... this is just bad. This is so boring just so nothing like nothing about this movie and it's same year's top gun so i'm like sorry man i don't care about your aerial stuff cg crap <laughs> The movie cost 90 million dollars to make i thought it made like i thought it cost like 30 million dollars i was <laughs> shocked when i heard it cost 90 uh number seven death on the nile uh talk about again same year's glass onion and um even see how they run it's fine death on i guess the, halfway through it's just it's just bad
0: do you like that uh, one or um, murder more?
1: Oh, this one made murder look so much better. I actually don't mind murder. I think it's an okay movie. Like there's some really good qualities and some not so good about murder. Like the cast in murder is great. The production design location, the, the score for murder is so good. So there's some, I actually, I retroactively bumped up my star rating one, <laughs> one for murder. Like, you know, that's actually a pretty good movie. Uh, number six, violent night. Uh, Bummy me out, Dave. But that, yeah, I, that, I, that that hurts. I,
0: that hurts my soul. I
1: really did not enjoy that movie at all. Uh, there are five Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, yeah, uh, we don't need to go into that one. Nobody likes it. Number four the three five five. The first new movie I saw twenty twenty two, like January third. I saw it. So almost a year ago to today I saw that movie. Uh, if anyone remembers that, I do. Bad or good? On you, I don't even know what to tell you because like you should remember this movie. I barely do. And yet Simon Kinberg is getting paid eight million dollars to write another script for Channing Tatum. I was like, why? <laughs> uh, number three, Black Adam. Yeah, mm. I, I'm glad they're. I'm both glad they're not sticking with Black Adam for the first chapter of the new DCU, but I'd rather just not do them in general.
0: Yeah, I think that I think uh, that's done
1: i hope so i really hope so i hope, i hope they just come and say it like don't 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 string me along here man because yeah uh number two the bubble uh judd we're, Epitow, we're right there I, I also, loser of the year like uh creatively the bubble is his worst movie by far no matter what and then financially he was the producer on bros that movie absolutely failed at the box office it didn't deserve to it's a good movie so i'm not i'm not gonna like pick on it for losing money but Judd Apatow, man, how could you make this? Like, I'm not a huge fan of him, but like, this is just crap. And number one, hold this. on, but Jack, there might be a whole sort of a whole movie there I didn't mention that I'm thinking you guys might have. All right, so we didn't match up a whole lot in terms of <laughs> titles, but there are some.
2: Yeah, um, like
0: right now, just to, to to before Jack starts, I don't have I have one one cross movie with Hunter. Everything else is okay. different.
1: I'm guessing it's the bubble. Yes, it is. Pretty sure we
2: have two or three, but my number 10 is death on the Nile. Oh, yeah. Also right there with right there with Hunter. I think, uh, I really, I liked murder on the Orient express, especially like you said now in retrospect, having to compare it with this. I also thought it was just a really ugly movie. Like the whole like sepia dark tone. I just thought Mm -hmm. looked really phony and it didn't work for me. Uh, and yeah i i mean kenneth brana has just like officially been boxed out by ryan johnson when it comes to the whodunit department yeah
1: uh it's really
2: hard to stand out when you're getting i
1: they got the new one coming out this year like september the haunting in venice which i'm like Mm -hmm. uh
2: sure i'll watch it i
1: don't know the cast
2: again it looks like it looks fine
1: yeah
2: i mean they're currently like one and one so we'll see how they break that tie uh, number nine for me is Amsterdam. Uh, this for me was probably one of the most disappointing movies of the year. Mm-hmm. I think on paper this movie really could have worked had it committed to uh, like an individual like style or uh, like way of telling the story more. I think it was just really all over the place. Um, I think it really would have. Been, I think it really could have worked had it been directed by Wes Anderson. I mean, he's already. Shown his capabilities. I mean, Grand Budapest Hotel is essentially a caper movie, I would say.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, And this kind of can go along with that, like stylistically. Um, Number eight, uh, probably a little lower than some other would put it. But I think the memes behind this movie really helped (laughs) uh, be a bit more tolerable. And that is Morbius.
0: I can't believe you actually saw Um, that.
3: uh, I
2: I I I want the memes pushed me to it. I was like, I got (laughs) to. I gotta just to like Mm -hmm. see what it's about. And yeah, it's, you know, I I think our buddy Helmer said it best. Even if this movie was made in 2002, it still would be like really bad. And it just Mm -hmm. does not really work on any levels, but probably the funniest moment of the year was Sony believing that the uh, internet popularity of this movie means that they liked it. So they (laughs) re-released it. Only to lose more money, which that was, that was so funny.
1: <laughs> that was the one box office failure. I was like, "Good, you deserve that." Like, you, that's what I want to see. But my favorite part of it was the,
2: the the change.org petition that followed up, saying we were all busy that weekend. Re re release. My number seven. Uh, it's funny, Hunter, that you had Devotion, another movie that liked Top Gun Maverick on your list. Mine is another movie related to Top Gun Maverick, Ooh. and that is Spiderhead.
0: Oh, yeah, that movie's trash. Also,
2: by, also yeah, directed yeah. by Joseph Kaczynski. Um, I, I think kind of like, kind of similar to Amsterdam, the general ideas of the movie, and just reading the description, I think there is a lot you could really work with, but at the end of the day, I think like the performances were just so dull, so dull. And the action Mm -hmm. was not, it wasn't even that fun to where I could excuse, like I can excuse like the exposition and dialogue of like an action movie. Mm -hmm. If the action's fun, but in this case, it really wasn't.
1: That's, 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 that the, I I never remember that movie till you just said it. Now that's, that's Mm -hmm. how I've grown as a person. 2019 me would have seen that opening weekend and forgot about it. But at least now, 2022 me just said, you know what? No, I'm not going to watch that movie. I mm-hmm. do not care for it. And now I saved myself some time. So I've grown as a person. Why I'm like <laughs> New year, new me. <laughs> number six. Uh, I don't think you
2: were really hot on this one, Dave, and I don't think you're going to kill me for putting it down here. While it was a good year for horror, there definitely were still some bad ones. And that comes in the form of my number six. Firestarter.
0: Yeah, it didn't make uh, it didn't make my top 10 worse cuz I already have three horror movies in here, but um yeah. But yeah, that <laughs> it's pretty shitty. Uh,
2: I think well I I don't know if you would count one of my other picks as a horror movie, although you kind of should, but I mean Firestarter, the original, I think is fine. I don't think it even has like the cult following to where I would like warrant a remake.
0: No, it doesn't.
2: Uh and Zach Efron, he's uh, he's also fine. And then the John Carpenter score, I mean, that's, I think, the
3: one that's really money. redeeming
2: factor. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, We're I'm glad we're in agreement there. That's the one kind of redeeming factor. But no, I don't think any of the horror worked for me. Uh, it was just really... I don't know. The Stephen King adaptation... How many Stephen King adaptations of recently have, like, really been good? When was the last, like, truly great one, would you say? It. Maybe Doctor Sleep.
0: It and Doctor Sleep are the last two really it, good ones. Yeah.
2: yeah. And then before that, I don't think there was a whole ton until, like, the early... Ni- or the late 90s was the Stephen
1: King prison movies and stuff. Is such. that 1923? Um, is that Stephen King? I don't even remember. Whatever, mm, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh
2: my number five uh the 355 right hey movie starring how many oscar winners or nominees Uh, is it uh (laughs) stane
1: cruz uh Nyong'o. you got at least three right there there's probably one more i'm forgetting
2: and i'm pretty sure like three of them were up for oscars like that that very like time when it was coming out
1: so
3: yeah, Chastain was will...
2: about to win an Oscar when that movie opened. So <laughs> yeah. for that for that movie to have been as bad as it was and to have seen it then, I think was just really I, it maybe could have gone up a bit higher. But these movies that are higher, the movies that are higher, were the
1: ones that I just really have no, I, I have very like, few redeeming qualities for. Simon Kinberg must be like a great guy because like just because Chastain was on Dark Phoenix that movie and she was on the side oh of you're movie. right yeah and you know what you know what i want more of this and then she <laughs> she was the producer on this she recruited kinberg to write and direct this movie i was like why did you do that like
0: that did know. feel like a slam dunk with that cast to 355 yeah, that's why I, that's why i
1: went and saw it because i was like eh, that's a that's a really good cast and I'm yeah like, oh, it's a spy movie it's january whatever i'll see it i'm not you know i i talked about how i improved my selection that was one of those where I was just like I'm gonna see it. It's January, whatever. And then it sucked. So uh
2: my number four. Uh there's actually a lot of tie overs between this list and my best of list that I didn't even realize yeah. till now. My number four is the Robert Zemeckis Pinocchio. Oh movie. god, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this, imagine it. making the definitive version of a movie. Remaking that movie. And then getting outdone by a different director in a different studio that same year—that's mm-hmm. just—I I just don't even know.
0: I, I have a funny. Go ahead, go ahead.
2: To Jack. say the least, because like not only is it bad, but now it gets to like just look even worse compared to Guillermo del Toro's that gets released the same year, um, mm-hmm. like two months apart, even at that. Um,
0: I have a funny story, not very really funny, just like a on-brand story for reactions to certain things so when yeah. i got my screener for it and i'm watching it and i'm like there's a sequence with the clocks that they're all disney properties oh
3: yeah yeah and I, and
0: I i looked i looked over and i'm like i think that this is going to be one of the most like hated disney things of the year and it on twitter it is destroyed by everybody like really you really had to promote all your properties in here You're essentially, it's essentially a promotional aspect of Disney Plus. That's what you're doing with that. For real. But yeah, the movie's not good. I
2: agree. And even more upsetting is that Robert Zemeckis is a very capable director, not only with live action, but animation. So I gotta ask you,
0: is he though? When is the, like, I like the Polar Express. What is the last good Robert Zemeckis movie? Because I don't like the walk. I, I will say
1: that Allied is not Good move, oh. but it's pretty good in certain parts and and uh flight and flight oh like, okay yeah, yeah flight, flight. Uh, yep. the the fl- the plane yep. sequence of flight is like top tiers of I think the whole movie is pretty good, but like his track record is really not good though I'll tell you that it's, now it's these just, last like, it's 20 a years,
2: track record since like passed gets- away
1: it's been pretty bad
0: he had a great eighties and early nineties, and it just completely mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah. yeah, all right, what else you got Jack?
2: My number three, uh, this is what I fully expect to see on your list, Dave, so I won't talk about it as much. Uh, Rob Zombie's The Monsters.
0: No, I, Munsters. <laughs> don't worry. Don't you worry. Yeah,
2: I, I mean, I was really praying that this would have been just a case of like terrible marketing and just like not good trailers because we kind of had a feeling going into it that we should maybe be a little worried, but we still had a little hope. Because, you know, you and I are very forgiving for movies of, like, a camp
3: type, yes. you know.
2: But yes, yes. While I think the visual style does work to a degree, I am not wasn't a huge fan of it in color. Uh, and then, furthermore, uh, I, I just didn't like any of the characters, which is insane, considering, like, how easy it is to like them in the TV show. Um, and... It just ended up being really, really boring. And it's funny, uh, you were talking about, we were talking about James Cameron's abilities with sequels. We just need to take away Rob Zombie's remake card. Yeah. Because yep, yep, Halloween, yep, yep, yep. the monsters, like if he just remakes anything else, I can't have any good faith in it. My number two, I think you'll be surprised, Dave, that this is not my number one uh because we've definitely had many conversations oh
0: yes 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 i know you're
2: uh, and i will say i have not seen its follow-up because there were two movies in this franchise released this year uh, okay. uh and it is 365 days this day mm. now that all just started up after the conversations which uh Helmer and Iñola would have regarding it, and I was like, all right, I got to get on this action. Like, it can't be that bad. Well, I watched it, and yeah, it is that bad. Uh, he, there's really just, there, there is hardly a story in the first one. This one, there's really just no story, and the first, like, 30 minutes is just softcore porn uh, with really, really terrible soundtrack choices on top of that. Um, But, yeah, this movie just, I don't know what else to say, but the reason it's not number one is cause it's at least like I at least was able to laugh at it. And yeah, but on the other hand, it's just I don't like
0: the movie at all. My my number one when we get to it, I have a very strong defense as to why it's my number one. It it is it the worst in is it the worst in quality? Probably not, but I'll get to it in a moment. So I'll run through these quick. My number ten is Amsterdam. Jack, you kinda touched on why. Uh I'm not huge on David or Russell. And Same. I, I was speaking to, um, a friend of mine, you guys know him, JC, about like the whole David or Russell at- effect. This movie was going to get destroyed anyway, because of the David or Russell of it all. But the fact that the movie's bad, it just, you know, elevated that, that dissection even more. Um, mm-hmm. like you, said, a completely wasted cast. I, I kind of say for a couple of, probably for like the first hour, I didn't really know what the hell the movie was about. <laughs> it just kind of like.
1: So yeah. It, it was at least why I didn't I didn't like it, but I was like, "This is just such a weird yeah, movie." I so was so I, that's why I like I gave it at least like a point. So I was just like, "It's at least doing something." I don't know what the hell it's doing, but it's doing something. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: um, I agree. My number nine is a movie that I highly doubt any of you guys saw. My first horror movie on this list. It's called Choose or Die. <laughs> It's a Netflix film. Is that like a Netflix okay. Yeah, hey, so the only there you go the, I didn't
1: watch it at least.
0: The only reason I saw this movie is because Robert Englund was in it. And they barely mm. used Robert Englund.
1: <laughs> well, they got
2: you. He got it. It was his lunch break from the Stranger Things. Uh, it's
0: so yeah. uninteresting, bland, boring, everything you can think of when it comes to a generic horror movie that wastes a star like Robert Englund, especially a horror icon like Robert Englund. We're going to keep going with another horror movie called They Them, starring Kevin Bacon. (laughs) Um, I was so intrigued by the premise of this movie. There are no kills in this movie until, like, the last 25 minutes of the movie. Mm. And I'm sorry. For me, when I watch a slasher movie, I kind of like that everyone just goes except, like, one or two people. The majority of the cast lives in They Them. It felt like they were just afraid to kill anyone off, and it just didn't work for me. And the killer is extremely, extremely obvious. Um, is it Kevin Bacon? It's not. You, there's, there's another, but there is an, when you watch the movie, there actually is a very obvious killer, and it turns it's out is it like to the second command
1: of the Kevin Bacon?
0: Pretty much, pretty much. Okay. Mm, uh, which is
1: crazy. We speak of The Aviator. That movie was written and directed by John Logan, who wrote The Aviator. I was isn't like, that strange? Buddy, he wrote gladiator too not the gladiator's like a great script like it's a good movie you know it's just like wrote the james bond movies some of them i'm like come on man um, why
0: yeah and, and unfortunately, i guess it would be also in my most disappointing because i was really looking forward to it and then mm. next up is my worst poker punishment of 2022 shout out to our boy uh jake Coffee for this one uh the requiem starring alicia silverstone um hmm Jack, you saw you saw Mortal Kombat Annihilation earlier this year and you saw the bad visual effects. That was oh,
3: nineteen yeah.
0: that was nineteen ninety seven. The Requiem is on par with Mortal Kombat Annihilation on the visual hmm. effects, and it's twenty twenty two.
3: Interesting. I think that's all you kind of need to say.
0: Uh, this next one I saw at Sundance, uh, Lena Dunham's Sharpstick.
1: Oh, see, that's one of those I bought a ticket for it. I literally paid the money for it, and then everyone was like, Don't watch it's- it. I was like, Okay, I'm not gonna watch it because I already watched like a ton of others. So I mean, it's not. It's
0: it, I just don't like Lena Dunham films. I think I'm very biased, and I just don't like any of her work. That's maybe one of those situations that this the quality sucks, and I just also don't like Lena Dunham movies. So I, that that and another movie called Summering are probably the two worst things I saw at Sundance
1: last year. Oh, I heard I heard that movie's really bad too.
0: Uh then these next three are pretty obvious. Morbius, I mean it's Helmer. You said you mentioned Helmer. He nailed it. I'm usually forgiving of comic book movies that feel like they came out in 2000. If they're actually cheese and actually fun, this has none of that. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't hate Jared Leto. Like the rest of the world does. I just think he's a little bit too actual. Like, let's, let's just bring it back a bit. Uh, next up is 365 days. I would have put both of them because I saw both of them, but I'm not going to, you know, one's enough. It, it's exactly everything Jack says. There's no plot. It's just, it's such nonsense. I wish Hunter could see it just so he could give his thoughts on it. Uh yeah. Then we got I don't know. Then we got the bubble. Hunter nailed everything. The bubble is. I, I'm I'm a little bit more po- positive on Judd films, except they don't need to be four hours long. I think all those movies are overly it's also long. Uh, this movie is extremely unfunny, and when you waste a cast like that, it's you know just adds to how uneventfully uninteresting this movie was and I kind of don't look forward to Judd Apatow films and much anymore and this just adds to it. Next up is The monsters. Um <sighs> Alright. So Jack, I think you agree with me on this. I can deal with the cheese. I can't mm-hmm. deal with you making one of the most lovable characters on of 60s television extremely unlikable Herman Munster is unfathomably hateable in this movie I could ca- I not stand him at all mm. and Sh- sherry Moon zombie is whatever I mean she's just the muse for him and it it is what it is like, I, mm-hmm. um I yeah I can't even find anything positive to say about it it's absolutely disgustingly uninteresting unfunny uh corny bad I don't mind the color Jack but it's and the fact that the movie ends with the opening credit to the show kind of annoyed me as well Mm. and then finally I'll do my number one and piggyback off to you guys I think you guys I think you guys know where where I'm going Uh, it's the sun and I don't I don't think I've I don't think I've hated a movie this much in a long time now a friend of the show Tyler and LLC member Tyler we had a discussion offline he's like oh wow you think the sun is worse than the Munsters and I said yes because the sun is trying to be what the Sun is trying to accomplish fails more than what the Munsters are trying to accomplish. The Munsters is not insulting mental health. The Sun is not insulting the uh, the suicide. It, I mean, the Munsters. I mean, the Sun is literally a, a slap in the face of anyone with a mental health issue. And I don't think any of the performances is good. I don't think Hugh Jackman is very... I think he's fine. I think he's one of those aggressively mediocre performances that shine in a movie that has really bad performances. The sequences in the movie is, are that are supposed to hit you emotionally, pretty much in, insulting me per se. Um, like I suffer from depression, and I've said this on this podcast years ago. Like I have, I have moments where I have pretty bad depression that I just kind of go to myself, you know, and I keep to myself, and I feel like this movie handles it in such a way that I was extremely insulted by every aspect of it and the sequence especially towards the end of the movie where they had and Hunter will know what I'm talking about the sequence at the therapy room with the doctor the parents
1: they they make him a super villain at that moment I was like all
0: right, so this is your emotional payoff and we're here where I give two fucks and I don't I'll never be as good I'm never going to be an actor so you know I I, I don't want to insult Edford if it's given, but Florian Zeller choosing, um, what's his name? Zach. What? What's Zen. Zen.
1: Zen. Zen McGrath.
0: Zen McGrath. I think he is probably the worst child teen performance I've seen in decades. D-
1: the it's guy, the written character because he's very whiny and just not. Fun, but then yeah, the performance does no help for and that. And the moments,
0: no the help. moments where this specific character is supposed to show emotion and cry, he can't even cry on cue. It's, it's mm-hmm. like it feels like Zeller had five or six takes and like, all right, we're, this is the best we're gonna do. Let's just let's just call it a day. This, mm-hmm, is, this isn't mm-hmm. gonna work. Uh, and I thought the ending was pretty much a slap in the face as well. I hated the ending. Oh,
1: it's uh, that's my yeah least favorite part of the the ending of the, the whole. Uh, you know what's gonna happen because they mentioned the movie. The if you know what a Chekhov's gun is, this movie does it literally. Mm-hmm. So that you knew he, he you... mentioned something. He mentioned something an hour in the movie. I was like, oh, I wonder how that's gonna pay off in forty minutes. Yep. So you know, it, it's so on the nose. It's like they 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 paused like two seconds to be like, you got that? Okay, yeah, okay, good. Yep. Oh, it's so bad.
0: Agree one thousand percent. And then uh, last point on the sun. Uh, the
1: only good actual
0: sequence in the movie is ruined by. 2000s Emo <laughs> rock.
1: I almost I I I didn't. But like when I first saw that movie, I was like, this is a great scene. I love this. And then that happened. I almost like got up and was just like, I'm I'm fucking done. This sucks.
0: Yep. I, and it's, I, it's, least, it's interesting you're, you're that other I'm here. Yeah, I'm very glad they're here. I mean it's interesting that I mean I trust when it came to this out of Tiff, you're the one that I trusted the most. No offense to everyone or anyone else, because <laughs> I saw the negative reaction and I saw a lot of positive from people that were there and i think it was because this was their first festival and you are veteran already so maybe they were blinded by the light in a way
1: uh it it was uh, one of the most i i'm not gonna like i don't i won't uh dog anyone that actually does like it there are parts of it i actually like i think vanessa kirby is great in the movie i do like hugh jack but i think the score by hans zimmer is pretty one of his better ones like that that's not like the epic usual hans zimmer score but when i walked out of that screening and there's the, 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 I think we saw like six of us that went and saw it. I was the last one in the group to like reassemble after it. And they were all talking about how much they loved it. And I came in the group, I was like, damn, guys, that movie fucking sucked, right? Like, <laughs> what? I was like, I was like, wait, what? No, no, that movie was terrible. I was like, no, no, we loved it. I was like, no, no. So then Tristan came along and he didn't like it either. So I was like, at least I had a, a comrade there. But yeah, that was... There was, I mean, the lady next to me, she was just some regular, she was crying her eyes out at the end of the movie, and then I was just sitting there with my arms folded, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> this sucks, <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> and I'm not, I, I will not like, Um, I'm not make. I mean, I, I'm not, I don't want to make fun of it, but I'm like, I'm showing like, there's people that like, generally really love this movie, and I'm not gonna
3: like,
1: I'm questioning a little bit, but I'm not like gonna say, how can you like this movie? Because there are some good parts, but I under- I completely understand why you put us as your worst movie of the year, in terms of like, just what this movie is trying to do—it is a travesty in terms of that. I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on the non-story-related parts of it. That's really what I have to like go to to be like, well, you know, Vanessa Kirby's good, even though her character is totally wasted and doesn't do much of anything.
0: Oh yeah, speaking of wasted, I mean, Anthony Hopkins has the best scene in the movie, and oh yeah, that's it. You, he gets one scene, Jack. That's all you get from him, and that's it. Yeah,
3: yeah. But yeah,
0: that is my worst of the year. I don't think it's, it's kind of not even close. Like, I, I would honestly sit and watch The Munsters again than I ever would. The Sun.
1: Uh, but I, don't yeah. I mean, even if you even if you like The Sun, why would you want to watch the movie? Yes. Yeah, like, like why would you want to do that? It's such a downer.
0: Uh, Hunter, what do you got? What is your worst movie of the year?
1: Uh, well, I think it will be on our combined list. It is the worst movie of the year. You both already mentioned is Morbius. Oh, yeah, uh, I really, 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 really hate that this <laughs> cost like 70 million dollars to make because they probably made a little bit of money or lost a little bit of money. So there's like actual like I don't think there is going to be Morbius 2, but there is potential that there's a Morbius 2 out there. This wasn't some 200 million dollar movie that bombed at the box office. There is there is a there is a future out there. this. We could have a sequel for this. And they hated the covid pandemic the most. Okay, I'm not gonna say that because that could be bad. But because the trailer for Morbius came out before the pandemic, and since it got delayed, I saw that trailer before every single movie I saw for like
3: <laughs> 18 months. In a same, row. <laughs> same. I, I saw that trailer
1: 50 times. It didn't matter if it was like an animated movie, a horror movie, an Oscar movie. It didn't matter. I saw it and I saw the movie and it was terrible. So this movie is just not even taking two hours from my life. It's taken like. If you count the trailers all the time, so I had to think about it. We're talking days out of my life I have lost because <laughs> of Morbius 1, and I just hated it, hated it, hated, hated it,
3: so, hated yeah. it. Yeah.
1: And also, the, the, like you said about the, the opening credits for the monsters, the the, 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 the ruins the movie. It's like a slamming, insulting. The ending for Morbius where, like, Michael Keaton's vulture comes out of nowhere for no reason. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is going on here? I don't know. I don't want to see it. Same with Venom 2, where Venom is – I mean, it's already been out for over a year. Like when the postcards from Venom might be in like the Tom Holland Spider-Verse. I felt insulted because I hate Venom so much. It's like, now you're going to ruin Spider-Man. Like, stop. No, Sony, stop doing this. Sony's
0: so bad. Thank God we at least – they at least know what they're doing with one Spider-Man property, which I'm sure we'll talk about
1: Yeah that's that's true that's true like make him and yeah so i'm so worried about that's the thing i'm like how venom is gonna not ruin but probably ruin marvel spider-man and how morbius is gonna maybe be involved their damage is far greater than one solo movie it, it could be this could be uh, uh, apocalypse level stuff i'm thinking here
0: and jack i'm curious actually no i, I, know I, I sh-
3: should i know I, where I, you're yeah, going? I, I,
1: seen okay. my movie actually. letterbox I, is actually down right now so i couldn't even get a spoiler i actually don't know like it was it was crazy
2: well i actually have i've had my list on i've had my list listed as private oh good okay while, good. while i figured everything out and finalized my okay. ranking all right uh,
3: good.
2: but no the worst movie of 2022 for me is a little movie called redeeming love
0: what the f- what the hell yeah. is
2: that? Oh, okay, okay. Our, our, our good buddy Darren Movie Reviews yeah. also has it as the bottom. Let me give you the general takeaway. <laughs> the general premise is that this woman is essentially just put into uh, human trafficking by her father. All right, and she basically just has like this really like horrible upbringing. Do you want to know what the redemption arc she's given is? Let's hear it. She gets to she gets to marry a god fearing man.
0: <laughs> that is
2: that is like
0: oh man,
2: like, like the, yeah, it's is it one of those movies? Is, so
0: is it a faith based movie?
2: Yeah, it is a faith based movie and really fucking dark for one. Like it is pretty like thematic and like very dark. It goes to those places, but and then it just comes around with this, you know whole like really really just toxic ideology and it just did not work for me whatsoever and it it might have even more out-of-place music selections in 365 days Dave which I know (laughs) we've talked quite a bit about off the line uh but no there I personally did not find anything redeeming about redeeming love Mm -hmm. and the scores for it are not that bad not that bad which is what's even more baffling to me Mm -hmm. but for me, at least worst of the year
1: right. for every uh, silence we get from Art Scorsese that brings up Christian movies. We get one of these where it's just like, <laughs> well, you know, it's inter- I'm, it's funny yeah, you, you bring you bring that up, Hunter. But it's like I never
0: saw I never see. And it's probably stupid of me to believe this or, or look at it this way. I watch silence and I love silence. And mm-hmm. The Last Temptation of Christ, I don't really look at it as faith
1: based movies. Well, it's because it's actually directed by a guy who knows what he's doing. Yeah, that is true. That is true. <laughs> who is, like, examining this whole thing with, like, supreme intelligence and is, like, hitting home. It's not, you know, pandering, like, these movies. For sure. Which I'm glad with streaming they don't go to theaters anymore. They just go straight to streaming. So, like, yeah. they get lost over there. Don't look at me, you know. For sure. I don't, I...
0: Alrighty, so let's move on to the best of 2022. Um, we're doing 15 here. Uh, I I have two no i'm gonna go i'm gonna do five honorable mentions re- really quick i'll start uh, a, oh okay all right all right so go ahead all right thanks to jack this entered my honorable mentions rrr okay. um a movie this movie is a dave pick and a absolutely only a dave pick because you guys probably will never see this uh i'm a big fan he's the reason the website exists and i've been a fan of him since i was a kid clerks three uh if you're a fan Uh, of hmm, hmm. if you're if you're a fan of clerks uh clerks three does a lot of works in clerks one and has in character decisions that took balls for kevin kevin smith to do and that's all i'll say there uh, Big
2: Jay and Silent Bob fan. Okay. So I might yeah. I might check it out
0: eventually. Let's just put it this way Clerks Three, I was a ball by the end of it. Okay. In tears by the end of Clerks <laughs> wow. Three. Not something I would ever, ever think. Uh and Jack and I always love good soundtracks. Soundtrack in this in Clerks Three is wonderful. Uh next up, probably a little lower than both of you guys, the banshees of Inishirin. Uh the only reason it's lower than most is because I really,
1: really, really, really hate the wow. ending. That's kind of the point, though. That's what I would say. So yeah, you're supposed to hate that action or whatever. You know, you're I hate to. the action, and I guess
0: I'm like, listen, I don't wish that Colin Farrell's character does have his payback with the other character, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but I do wish that. I'm, I, I, I got to spoil it here. I kind of wish, yeah, yeah. I kind of yeah. wish the house just continued to burn with him in
1: it. Yeah. Well, that's the whole point of the movie. It's the it's the, it's the the Irish Civil War allegory of it. That like none of these things they're doing are good. Like they're terrible people for what they're. I mean, Brandon Gleason's the instigator at the beginning, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's all it's all like futile and meaningless violence and just pain they're inflicting on each other it is it
0: is ironically one of the funniest movies of the year and it feels like oh, that too. It's, it's a movie that feels like um you want to block someone on in on twitter and you just don't know how to
1: hmm. <laughs> I, more like instagram that's what you're doing that's true uh
0: next up for my honorable mentions is after son uh i saw it right before i became a dad so that movie hmm. absolutely destroyed me <laughs> Uh, Mm -hmm. especially the last probably the best use of under pressure in a movie yeah Uh, yeah it's it's a very quiet but impactful movie i palmas is chef's kiss Uh, Mm um and then i couldn't decide with the last honorable mention but i went with uh the menu
1: Mm. yeah good yeah i mean it's it's great (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well, I'm not gonna say anything because it. Uh, I'm sure it'll be on your much. list. It might, it might show up somewhere else. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. So to run my 15 through, I'll run my 15 through five, through six, and we do our top fives. Uh, 15 is Pearl. I've been going back and forth on the menu in Pearl. Mm. Uh, all week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just love Ty West creating these two films, and they're both being completely different. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel... That's a winner winner we forgot right there. Ty West. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, when I was like, Ty West slash Mia Goth slash 824 horror movies, is there a whole Mm -hmm. thing.
0: (laughs) And I'm not... I haven't actually been huge on Ty West's previous horror films, but this like x and pearl are just a, a class of their own of how good and mia goth gives probably i hope that i i'm not wasting i don't even give a fuck if this is wasting my vote when we do our our awards later on uh, our G-
1: awards maybe other awards buy some in i'm not doing it but our awards maybe there's like some people mia
0: goth is incredible in this movie have you seen it jack
2: uh, I have seen X. I have not seen Pearl. Mia God. Oh, oh dude. Mia yeah.
0: God is.
2: But I, I know that, but I know that final shot and I, yeah. I, I, I can agree. I can see where the hype is coming from with that credit scene alone. Jack, so, I, mean, I would give I, her,
0: I, I, I would give her an Oscar nom just for that type, that, that end credit sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, I,
1: I'll, I'll spoil I'm voting for her in our credit Okay, group. good. That's so a, we'll I like I'm
3: voting for her.
0: <laughs> uh, next up, I have, uh, She Said, uh, you kind of talked about it before I I think on the levels I would say for me because the subject matter I'm more knowledgeable of on the level of mm-hmm. spotlight for me in terms of quality and interest uh, and I think it it doesn't do what a lot of people expected it doesn't one glorify Harvey Weinstein because you never see him on screen you only see shadows of him a phone call and you, when you he is on screen that one time his face is completely covered so I did appreciate that and it doesn't end. it doesn't end in a hopeful fashion. Like they don't end the movie like the job is done. We can move on. Far from done. We're still dealing with it. And I thought Carrie Mulligan and Zoe Kazan were phenomenal. Number 13 is a movie I never thought would ever even touch my list, but I guess fortunately it has. Avatar The Way of Water. Uh mm. yeah, we kind of touched on it before. Big Jim never doubt him on sequels. And the final forty five minutes of this movie are some of the best action of the year. It it's mm-hmm. everything Jim does well. When it comes to to action sequences, number twelve is Bones and All. Uh, I've talked mm. about it when I saw a New Year Film Festival. It's a, it's it's um, a Malik film blended with eighties cannibal horror, and not the Cannibal Holocaust. Jack, so don't worry about that.
1: <laughs> the better uh, version. I actually thought this could be a much higher on your list.
0: I was, but I I rewatched a lot before we got here just to mm. to finalize
1: certain things. You did your duty then. Yes, you Timothy
0: work. Sham Shamalama Ding Dong. It was phenomenal on this. <laughs> I, honestly, like I'm I like Call Me by Your Name. I actually think there's parts of this movie that I think he's better,
1: but that's just mm-hmm. me. Uh,
0: score is phenomenal,
1: and there's oh, a yeah. lot of
0: neo drops that are absolutely
1: the the final song of that movie is really great.
0: The one by New Order.
1: Uh no, it's Re- Reznor Resner and Ross.
0: Oh, do you mean um, the score? Yeah, yeah.
1: No, it's not you made it feel like home. I think that's what the song is oh, okay. called. It's 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 during the final scene of the movie, I think.
0: Uh next that's up so the, the only movie I didn't get a chance to see again, and that's probably and it probably would have gone up probably into my top seven, eight, is All Quiet on the Western Front, my personal winner. For international, yeah,
1: yeah, the one movie I want you to watch again and you didn't.
0: My my uh, pick for international feature. I don't even. Okay, th- I don't well, even. I don't even think it's close. Like in terms of quality, maybe what? decision to leave.
1: Yeah, I say there's another movie on my list that might be close.
0: But some of the best war sequences. I was gonna say the best war movie since 1917, but that wasn't real. <laughs> best movie of the last three years. There you. go!
1: Uh, sure war movie i mean yeah, the last three
0: years
1: uh next up i have
0: glass onion i mean i love mm-hmm. knives out i think mm-hmm. it's ryan johnson i i just feel like ryan johnson's winning to all those last jedi haters he's like yo i i just did the best star wars movie in my opinion since empire strikes back and then i just create these two original concepts and i'm just making 400 million dollars and just loving life so uh yeah. really great stuff my number nine i um, I've fought this movie and tossed and turned on this movie for so long. I I originally started at five, then worked my way down to four, mm-hmm. four and a <laughs> half. Uh, The Fablemans. Uh, there's a lot I really like in this. I rewatched mm-hmm. it. Uh, s- Sunday. I actually rewatched it. Mm. There's a lot I really really like in this movie, but the highs are not as there. How can I word this? I don't want to. The highest of the high has nothing to do with Sammy fableman, and I think that's a problem and it, it's more David Lynch than they <laughs> wow.
1: that is like that's the, last, the this two and a half hour movie that's the two hour twenty five or right 28 there. minute mark you know, are <laughs> not kind of the credits I guess but you know like that, that three minute stretch at the very end I do like the sequences i did I do think Gabriel
0: Bell is the best performance in the movie uh mm-hmm. David Lynch is hilarious i do i I think this is the Perfect example of for me is that it was completely overhyped for me. It never, oh, I'm sorry, then I
1: did that. No, it was not you. <laughs> we, were, we already know who it was. Well, that's true. That's true. I was actually, you, were the, lowest. On my list. you were the lowest. I'm the of lowest of it, but which, but a four
2: star yeah, from but, Hunter, you got to adjust. But it's all, yeah, we'll places. also see yeah. where
1: where it is on my list, too. Is that that shows how many people like love this movie? That'll, you know, yeah,
0: do I and I don't think it's Wayne, but, uh, do, actually, let me not jump into that. Well, that's another
1: discussion. We, about best we have a whole episode yes. for that.
0: <laughs> uh, number eight is probably... I, I hyped this up for Jack. I'm glad that it dis- didn't disappoint. Uh, the best stop-motion animation animated movie since Fantastic mm. Mr. Fox, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Uh, I mean, that this movie made me cry in the first five minutes of the movie, and I cried about two or three times in the movie. Mm. I think the ending... And, you know, I guess getting into spoiler, I think the ending is both beautiful and tragic
3: Mm -hmm. when it when you,
0: Mm -hmm. you know, when you find out what actually happens to Pinocchio at the end. I think it's it's ahead.
1: I was I was when I saw it, I was like, man, this is a really dark ending. not like dark, but like for a kid's movie. And I was like, wait a minute, there's Nazis in this movie. He was dying uh, in this movie. I was like, I forgot what movie I was watching here, which is I was absorbed by it, which I at least.
3: Yeah, What's he going? died like
1: lo- how many
0: times did he die? Like five times? <laughs> Pinocchio? <laughs> he
1: gets shot. Like I was like, he gets like literally executed at one point. Yeah. I was like, wow. Um <laughs> uh, my numbers
0: my number I, it started with Pinocchio. The rest are my five stars of the year. Uh my number seven is Tar. Uh ironically, my first Todd Field directed film, and I man, this movie's good. So good. I remember sitting down in New York Film Festival and hearing the Uh the song being played and then the credits of the movie playing for like five, six minutes. I'm like, Yeah, they long. I'm like, this is a unique way to start. And then they just let Kate Blanchett cook. And Mm -hmm. dare I say, probably my favorite performance of hers.
1: Probably. I mean, I mean, it's one of those where they're like there's no wrong pick because they're all great, but I would, this is mine as well.
0: And Jack, I'm glad you finally saw it so I can talk about it with a gamer. The ending of that movie, <laughs> people don't get it. And oh, as, I, we were, I don't know if you felt this when you saw it, Hunter. Like, I was at New York Film Festival and then I was with a bunch of critics. And after we were just talking about it, and they're like, I don't get the ending. I'm like, dude like it's right in your face it's perfect like she yeah. it's two things one she can't even get a job in the united states that so she has to go to another country that's the big it reminds me of polanski in a way but then we get the second yeah. one that she has to lower herself so much that she is conducting and was it anime or an- monster
2: or? hunter it was monster yeah, it's hunter, monster hunter.
1: And I'm like, which is a very popular franchise. I'll give him that. Yeah, back, I was gonna say like,
2: if if, if you're getting a composer job for like a video game, like that's a good one
1: to get. That's a good job to snag. But it obviously, is, like you say, in, in her eyes, it is yeah. the most degrading thing in the world. For exactly. Her. So I think the movie's ending.
0: from one of my favorite of the year. I think it's
1: perfect. Oh, I was, I, oh. I, I almost burst out laughing when it happened, and I saw it with a bunch of old people as well that didn't know that movie. I was like, it is the most funniest ending I've mm-hmm. ever seen a movie that is no laughs whatsoever in it at all and it's so good.
0: I concur. And then my number 6 is my favorite horror film of the year X. Um mm-hmm. the uh, my second 5 star that I gave this year after my my number 5. Um yeah, I think this movie handles homaging the 1970s grindhouse horror and adding different layers of like ageism sexual repression there's so much in this movie that you know that s- sets itself apart from other horror movies this year mm-hmm. everything about this movie works from soundtrack to the kills i mean if you're gonna do a slasher, do it right all the kills in this movie slap for me and i just love cheesy endings with a good rock song and the ending mm-hmm. of that movie when when the cop is like this is some fucked up horror movie and it just hits to like a 1970s rock song let's go like give me all that uh and Mia Goth I mean I think she's incredible in Pearl and then I didn't know because this is right after South by it hadn't been really spoken of that she played the both characters so I didn't know that that when I
1: saw the movie I did not know that yeah so I wonder like a week later after I saw the movie I was like what the hell
0: and I can see people taking points off. Oh, yeah, it's too much like Texas Chainsaw. Uh, I guess there's not as many hateable characters in this movie as there is in Texas Chainsaw. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Ty West could not do wrong with this movie. It is probably my favorite horror film of the past. I remember my top three, four favorite horror films of the last like twenty years. It's mm-hmm. phenomenal. And yeah, that's my fifteen through six. Uh, Jack, what do you got? All right. Uh... I really didn't
2: realize how good of a year it was till I had to do my top fifteen because I just looked below and I was like, "Dang, I'd want to talk about these movies too." But the order, uh, still being somewhat ironed out, particularly Dave, you and Helmer have a little wager in regards to what movie I would like more: Babylon or Fablemans. I'm gonna get another rewatch of Babylon in before I make that call, oh. but I do have thoughts on both so my number 15 is the unbearable weight of massive talent oh good choice ah, great choice i think i think this was one of the most fun movie theater experiences of the year for me um he, he might do some weird work but at the end of the day i'm a Nicolas cage fan i think just his persona in general is really fun and then just the the idea of this movie i think it. This movie would not work with anybody other than Nicolas Cage, really. I don't think any other actor would make this plot and idea work as much as he does, and he commits to it so well. And then you have Pedro Pascal, who really has really good dynamics with Nicolas Cage, and all the meta humor and references, that all just really worked for me, and it's held up really well throughout the year, and I was really impressed that it made my 15... uh, and there it is uh number 14 for me uh one that i would i'm a little upset it's not as much in the awards conversation specifically more in the tech categories but it did come out a while back and it wasn't the biggest hit so i'm not too surprised that is the Northman.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, mm-hmm. one of the biggest theater experiences for me in the year i was really it was really empty in the theater so i just ended up sitting close at the last minute because I was like, ah, I'm going to move up close because why not? And it was just a massive movie. I think the production value and everything there really reminded me of just like all the big epics that I love, like back in like the 60s and 50s and such. Um, and performance wise, I thought everyone was really good. Nicole Kidman, especially. I, I'm i really upset that she's kind of been swept under the rug in terms of Oscar consideration because had the movie had the movie had a bit more longevity in terms of its public standing i think she she would be worthy of a nomination for supporting actors me personally and then we talked about ethan Hawke earlier he was good um alexander skarsgård was good everyone really just did good i can't say it's my favorite of the robert egard's movies i really really like the lighthouse but this one was great number 13 Uh, Low for some, but this movie, I straight up did not expect it to make my top 15. So its presence here alone is significant. And that is Top Gun Maverick. Oh, wow. Yeah, I am not huge on the original Top Gun, as most people who know me know. Uh, For me, it's one of those 80s movies that I never really understood how it's Transcended the decade in the ways that, like, you know, Back to the Future has and ET has, where it's become just like a staple of pop culture. Uh, but Top Gun Maverick, man, I mean, like, that was just like that, that was the movie of the year in terms of like that was like the community's movie. That was the movie that I would go to like vacation and like I'd see my family on. That was the movie I'd know we'd talk about. Um, mm-hmm. uh, And it's just a really easy movie to talk about. It's pretty simple, but it's elevated with great, uh, great effort from the filmmaking team and the cast. While it kind of does feel like some of the characters are just rehashes of some from the original, they still work. Uh, And yeah, I, while it's not high on my list, I don't, I certainly have no problems with Top Gun really. And I don't think anybody can really dislike this movie. Uh, number 12, I think same placement as you Dave, all quiet on the western front. Uh <laughs> as we mentioned, one of the best war movies. I'd go for I'd go further than just the last 3 years. Uh mm. definitely one of It's it'll, it'll probably be the winner for best international feature and I'd be happy with it. Um well maybe not my personal choice, more on that later. Mm. But yeah, I think the battle sequences are so skillfully put together and the performances are all very good. So I, at the end of the day, really ended up liking it. Now, my number 11, Dave, I kind of teased this to you. Uh I know you have one pick. I'm pretty sure coming up. That's like a passion pick for you. Mm-hmm. Here comes my passion pick. Number 11, Jackass forever. <laughs> hey. about- I, talk about fun movie theater going experiences this was just one of them for me uh i grew up watching jackass in middle school and high school just watching it on youtube so getting the chance to see it in theaters i was already like let's go um and of course all the stunts and everything are all fun in that but the thing that really won me over i think were the new cast editions whereas i think should they decide to make another movie and they get to a point where none of the original cast members want to participate, that's okay. Honestly, I, the new ones they brought in, Poopies, I really liked. Uh, Jasper's <laughs> obviously awesome, and then the MVP, I think, the Dion Waiters, Dave Dark Shark, dark Dark Shark Jasper's yes. dad.
0: Yes, Jasper's incredible. dad was hilarious. Yeah,
2: incredible. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Jagass forever. Well, probably one of the movies on this list that I've rewatched the most so far. Uh, really, just undeniable fun. Uh, my number ten is Nope. Uh, we were t- talking earlier about Top Gun: Maverick. I think this is really one of the first like original summer blockbusters we've had in some time. And granted, they're still like kind of the whole like it's a Jordan Peele movie, so like it's not like this movie just like happened to be a hit. Like Jordan Peele is a popular director, and people wanted to go see him. So there is obviously like precedent behind it doing well, but just the whole concept of it was something that I think was kind of a risk. I am not a, too huge on the way they kind of broke up the movie with like the subtitles every like twenty minutes or so, um, but just the overall mystery I think of the movie is really well done. I think just kind of the way he uses the sky is like the tension, just kind of how very similar to like Jaws and such is just how you're never able to see it. Uh, it all just really worked for me. I can't say that. I think it's as well written as his previous two movies are, but in terms of his directorial efforts, I think it's all there for me. Mm-hmm. Number nine. Uh, don't worry, Dave, it's not too much higher than you put it. Uh, the Banshees of Indy
0: Okay, cool. So I don't uh, feel too bad.
2: Yeah, yeah, big fan of it. Oh, and I, I should also mention, uh, I don't have any five star movies for the year, just because those mm. tend to come later when I rewatch stuff. But my ten through one is all four and a half.
3: Don't
0: worry, is, I think I'm the only one with five stars here.
2: Yeah, yep. <laughs> which is which is pretty insane for me at least, because I usually will have like four or five, four and a half. But my entire ten, I mean there's a lot of potential for these movies to go up in the future for me. But the Banshee's Vinnie Sheeran, um, I wasn't over the moon about three billboards and that was the first Martin McDonough movie I'd seen. I have seen in Bruges, uh, which I liked a lot. Um, but this movie, I thought I did not expect it to be as funny as it was. The bread van joke that I had Mm. to pause the movie because I was laughing too much at that. And I was missing stuff. Um, The performances are great. Uh, I would be happy if Colin Farrell won best actor. Uh, Although I, yeah, yeah, he's probably who I'm rooting for at the moment for the time being. Uh, And then Brendan Gleeson, Dave, I know you have some personal issues with the character, but I thought he was really funny and just kind of for that reason, just how absurd and just kind of, how out there his logic was it was just so, like, petty. <laughs> so petty so <laughs> petty <laughs> yeah which is why i found it so funny it's just like this guy like come on uh my number eight is marcel the shell with shoes on oh great choice another, okay another really interesting surprise for me i was not as early to the party with the youtube shorts as people were i knew about him but when i heard the announcement of the movie i was really interested I didn't know what direction they were going to go, but I really loved how it all turned out. I liked that it ended up being kind of a commentary on uh, like internet stardom and like what exactly it means, but it also ended up being really, really um, thoughtful in terms of how it depicted grief and the coping process. Uh, so it ended up being a really, really heartwarming movie for me, and one that it was one of the movies that my mom like was very adamant about wanting to see in theaters, which was really interesting. It was like that, uh, Top Gun Maverick, Elvis, and I can't remember what the last one was, but those were the three movies where she was like, I want to see this in theaters. And I, I thought it was really, really interesting to me. Um, uh, my number seven is Tar. I mentioned that this is my first, uh, Todd Field movie and boy did it not disappoint. I was it was funny. I was sad earlier in the year to have heard that Maestro was getting pushed a year because I'm a really big classical music fan. So when yeah. I heard that this existed, I was like, well, great, I have this to tie me <laughs> until next year. And I mean, wow, like Kate Blanchett. While there's still like some personal bias for obvious reasons regarding her performances, Catherine Hepburn in The Aviator. I think this mm-hmm. is probably her most realized and in-depth performance and one that definitely deserves to bring her her third Oscar. Uh, and I, told, I talked to Dave about this off the line, but I'm really upset with uh, the amount at which Nina Haas has been getting side-swiped for Best mm. Supporting Actress. I thought she was incredible and really was a hub for a lot of the emotional moments that i got out of the moment for me at least um but no i think the direction of it was there i didn't expect it to be as much of a i went into it pretty blind so i didn't think it would be as much of a psychological thriller as it ended up being uh but it was also vague enough to where it wasn't just spoon feeding you how you should feel about the character and paints things in a way that's vague enough for you to have to think for things yourself uh, my number six uh, lower again than other people would, but it did peak at number two for a while. But mm-hmm. when everything eventually started to come out, it eventually went down my list. But that doesn't mean I dislike it whatsoever. And that is everything everywhere, all at once.
3: I had a feeling it was
0: it because he kept saying everything about four or five times. I'm like, I think we're going there.
2: Good. I didn't even realize it. And then I was like, oh, well, I might as well just finish the title now. But no i mean we were talking earlier about like the biggest like like kind of like the big surprises of the year this is definitely one of them we i had a feeling it would be successful i mean just like the concept alone looked cool and it's a24 and they're kind of becoming like the populist niche so like it's kind of lost it's like stature as like, a, as like a quirky kind of like small movie studio when it's like becoming popular but this movie was definitely a risk and the fact that it is such a awards contender means it goes deeper than it's just some sci-fi fantasy movie. It ended up also being a really touching story about family uh, and divorce. And it's something that I think anybody can find something out of. And I mean, you have people crying at rocks. Like If you have people crying at rocks, like, you know, you're doing something good. Uh, so, I mean, everything everywhere, I think it's, probably the most original movie of the year so for that alone i give it a lot of cre- a lot of credit it's only low on my list just because i enjoy the top five more
0: Alrighty, yes. and we'll talk about that other that movie in a, in a moment hunter what do you got
1: um well you dig you got to say 20 movies so i'm gonna give some honorable all right go as for well. it well i'm just listing them off i'm not actually gonna say it. uh uh holy spider uh did you see that one i that did one not Okay, that's such a great tense thriller um it's from well technically Denmark, but it takes place in like Iraq I think or Afghanistan I don't know it's, it's was that a really... con viewing yes yes okay. yeah, uh, that went to, I think that saw, like, went to nif midnight, midnight there it did saw uh it's a it, heartbreaking message at the end of like uh I don't want to reveal because the, it's that's a big spoiler a heartbreaking message about like um the the current state of gender politics Ooh. and extremism uh three thousand years of longing really like that one yeah 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 i love the score for three thousand longing is like probably my favorite of the year uh and i really love the whole like just if you're counting his tales. and i was so interested in what he was kept saying um petite maman. if you want to count it as oh as yes, as yes this year, yes, i don't true. even know it, it it can count for both whatever i'm gonna i'm gonna count for both that one counts um Duel from Sundance with the, the the Karen Gillan movie
0: had me Hunter until the end. I didn't really like the end.
1: Uh, I like the ending. That's a great ending.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, Thirteen Lives. Oh, okay. Uh, the Ron Howard movie. I'm kind of pissed it didn't get shortlisted for sound or production designing or is one or the other because that is incredible work in both areas. Uh, I Ron Howard is one of my more I won't say favorite, but I am more partial to his movies, and this one really hits. And the last one, I uh, like The Opposite of the Sun, where I was the one person, along with Darren, I guess, who really liked this movie at TIFF, and everyone has hated it, The Good Nurse, I really loved it. Oh, movie. I finally I finally got to see that, like, in November.
0: I, it's fine. I don't hate it. I don't know why people oh, hated it. It's fine. Old. I like
1: They, They were hating it after, and I was they were like, it's boring. It was slow. I hate it. Now, I'll give it, it was, like, our fourth movie of the day, and it was, like, 9 o'clock it started, <laughs> so I'll give them that one. But I was like, how can you guys hate this movie? It was so good. It was so tense, and... I like this. Um, yeah. I
0: agree, and the fact that it takes place in New Jersey, like it's a true story from,
1: <laughs> so, it made me question what hospital true? I go <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah, does New Jersey that look that crummy all the time?
0: Yeah, look, I think Cause... it's I think it's South Jersey.
1: Yeah, well there you go. Yeah, there you go. All right, now moving to my top. The first two I'm not going to talk about my 15, 14 because I'm well 100 sure you've already talked more. Will 15 the Batman
0: talking about it later.
1: Honestly, I I I know both you'll be talking about, so I'll let you guys talk about it. But I liked it because it's not a Batman movie. It's not trying to, it's like a just a good solid detective movie, murder mystery, whatever. I mean it still is a Batman movie, but it's not trying to be a superhero movie. Number fourteen, everything everywhere all at once i'll give you that yeah i know you're talking about later i know
3: you just i'll
1: give it this one i'm very 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 happy this movie made a ton of money some of my friends one of my friends he just watches you know the comic book movies the big movies he saw this movie three times in theaters and i was like almost had a heart attack hearing that i was like what he's like oh i really loved it i was like i'm glad people are seeing this movie then because it deserves it now this is where if you clip this part of the podcast i will get canceled number 13 blonde (laughs) <laughs> I <laughs> I go everything
3: wrong. Well blonde. done, yep.
1: well yeah, I, done. Because
0: I, I I'm gonna give you so much credit. Because for a while before you saw it, I thought I was gonna be the only one on this this nope. planet that liked blonde. I'm so happy you liked it as much as I,
1: I did. I really liked it, and I have no. I'm not gonna be the. i I'm just same as um the sun. right? like I don't blame anyone for hating this movie. I have no blame. I can understand why. But the people, the reasons people hated it. I'm not gonna say the reason I liked it because I don't like women being you know abused and uh, messed with, but I I love the way it was handling that subject and the way it went about telling the story. I was very I was always interested like what the hell is happening next, what is going on right now.
0: The and I agree with you like I think the um I understand why you hate it idea I mm-hmm. I, I get it, but at the same time like I kind of knew what I was getting myself into with. The book because my wife has read the book and she didn't want to mm-hmm. see Blonde for that very reason. She's like, one, this mm-hmm. is fiction. She was like, this isn't true, and she told me this in January of last year. She was just like, when yeah. you, you see Blonde, just know it's fiction, and two, it completely demeans her as a human being. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll I'll know that's... what to expect, and I did, yeah. and that's exactly what it was. But Anna DeArmas was incredible. I have you're on Twitter. I don't know if you're as much on Twitter as I am. There's some steam starting to build for Anna de Armas.
1: She got a golden globe, but I wouldn't hate it. Steam Steam as an awards or Steam as awards? Awards. 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 Okay. I I thought she was going to get canceled or something. I was like, no. would, (laughs) Would you hate it? Jack, have you seen Blonde?
2: I have not because that's of the three hour movies that I've been pitched, that's not
1: mm. the one that I'm immediately like, Yeah, well, we'll I, dive right I, I'll into it. I'll tell you it's, this, sir. It's, it's also it's also like she said, where I have no I have no um I don't blame anybody for not wanting to watch it yeah. either. I it, you it, know it's, it's like, yeah, no, I, you know, I'm not gonna tell people to go out and watch this movie. You'll so, need a
0: bath by the sorry. time Blonde is over, Jack. Should should
2: yeah. should she stun the world and get in the best actress, then I absolutely would oh, I'd, I'd love it. I'd love it. I'd love it. Yeah, yeah,
1: but but it is a pretty set lineup now in Best Act. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, what else you got, Joe? But um, yes, uh, yeah, the book. I I knew the, about the book. I knew it's a fiction work. Now you can go into why is it fiction about Marilyn's life and why is it demeaning her. That's a whole thesis discussion you can have, a whole yeah. college class about how the meaning of that. I don't want to get into that. But okay, well, I'm going. We'll be better. Number twelve, After Sun. So there you go, much nicer movie about. Uh, father daughter relationships the blonde that one's a much more twisted version after son is great no stakes no real drama in this movie or anything it's one of those movies where like not much happens but it's just so pure emotional i think dave you and i had probably the same feeling when this movie opens like in the first 10 minutes there's like a shot of like a character i was so nervous i was so nervous i was that was me too we're also like oh this is this kind of a24 movie where it's just like we're going to hold on this character sleeping for four minutes because that's art jack I, like, I, th- oh, god. I thought of
0: hunter so
1: much during that
0: sequence because i'm like oh my god this is like memoria we're gonna, it, just- I'm gonna
1: love it yeah. <laughs> i wasn't i that, that it wasn't like i wasn't gonna like get pissed at that but i was like okay it's this kind of and then it doesn't that, that doesn't happen yeah it's not it, that it, at all it, there's some just really interesting editing choices and just like you do ask yourself like what's really going on here because it's a memory film. Like Memoria, there you go. Hey. And um, and done much better. And done much better, yes. You and know, then I like the, more, this is done much better.
0: And then like we have mentioned before, the ending will break you,
1: Jack. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh number eleven, the menu. Uh, yeah. Oh, I would talk about Morbius ruining my life beyond just um the, the two hours I watched it. this movie. I went and got Shake Shack right after the menu. <laughs> man that never, never tasted so much better so you gotta get props to a movie for uh, bettering your life even after it's over but also like the question I always love to ask uh, same as in blonde, same as in everything everyone, same sometimes after song is what is going to happen next within the next 5 minutes, next 10 minutes, mm-hmm. next 15 and the menu I was asking myself all the time in a very gleefully way asking oh my god what's gonna happen next and I was very satisfied what did deliver there uh, number ten after Yang, I saw it Sundance almost a year ago. Uh, I think Eight Twenty Four definitely is the winner of the year because I think we've mentioned like eight different movies. From yeah, that. yeah, <laughs> all very different horror, everything everywhere after Sun. Yeah, after Yang, which is like a sci-fi character drama. Colin Farrell's performance is great. Um, very melancholic, very somber. It's like the good Sunday afternoon movie you watch with some tea because there's a lot of tea action in this movie. And I, I, it's very emotional and like all those movies about like what it means to be human this movie does a very interesting way around it uh, number 9 I think we all have it pretty much the same spot as Banshees of Nishirin. Uh we, we, we talked about it being hilarious to talk about the characters all original characters how like violent and mean and just painful some of the stuff in the movie is but also how equally hilarious it is, is. so being able to do all that Marvin McDonough gets the credits for that uh, number eight is Broker. From It's coming out now. I got to
0: see it. I still haven't. Neon. Neon. It's sitting here.
1: Neon sent it to me oh, in their book, and go. I still haven't seen it. Yeah. Well, you watched every movie twice, it seems. But yeah, one. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm pissed. I'm pissed. But yeah, it's Hirokazu uh, Kourieta's film. Uh, it's a great, great ensemble piece of what it means to be a family, basically, because they're all people that none of them are connected by blood or anything but this is how just through weird circumstances and stuff like that, how people can be connected to that. Great performances. Song Kang Ho as well. And, um, uh, she's a pop star in Korea. I'm not familiar with that. Lee Ji Yoon. I think her stage name is something. Oh God, I'm going to look it up right now. I don't want to. Oh, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, but she was great in the movie. I, I'm not familiar with Korean pop music. So K-pop. There you go. You're but forgiven. A great movie. Uh, uh, thank you <laughs> number seven glass onion yes uh, saw it at the world premiere so that was it does factor in the rating because you saw i saw the huge crowd out there who just so excited to see it. but i was just like the menu and like i said what is going to happen next and this movie it does the worry is always how are you going to top knives out are you just going to do it bigger like is that all you're going to do just like just do the same thing and make it bigger. They kind of do that, but they make it do it bigger in such a different way. It's not just like the mystery's bigger; it's like the mystery unfolds in a whole different way. The cast of characters a little more heightened, but it makes it more fun. It was it's probably one of the funniest movies that I saw all year. And uh, number six, I know Jack had number six uh, Tar. Uh, Dave, did you have like seven?
0: Seven, yeah. So we're all pretty uh, much there.
1: We could have been six, six, six. Uh, <laughs> that been funny. For, not for Tar, but like, because she is, uh, depending how you look at it, Kate Blanchett's character is the spawn of Satan, maybe? Yes, she or is. She's, it, there's so many different ways you can interpret this movie. And I'm not surprised that Todd Field spent all 16 years ironing out this script because it is meticulously detailed and perfection of this world and this characters and everything that goes on. And I just hope to God that he doesn't take another 16-year absence. Me
0: too. Either
1: <laughs> either that, or I know what the best movie 2038 will be or yeah.
0: 39. <laughs> shout out to Mark! I- shout out to Mark Strong's hairpiece as well.
1: Yes, mm. I was. I was. That was one of those where I was like, "Did he write that in?" Because I was like, obviously, Mark Strong's a like, oh, good-looking dude. Very, absolutely good-looking dude. I was like, you didn't need a hairpiece, but hey, gotta service the characters.
0: All right, Jack, what do you got? figure five through
1: two all right my number five
2: is a little movie titled babylon
3: it's too low man it's It's too low
2: it is working up there i will say it is the only well no it's got one watch compared to most of everything else that has two and i only just Mm -hmm. saw for the first time like a week ago so a good spot for its first viewing that's definitely for sure um I was a little worried going in, knowing like it's polarizing and some people found it to be grossed out. Mm-hmm. Uh I didn't expect like that gross out factor to be a la Jud Apatow. Like I didn't expect it to be like as cartoonish <laughs> and like childish mm-hmm. as it really was, but sometimes it didn't work for me. But other moments, like there was that one joke where it was like who wants sound in their movies? And then some guy off camera mm. just like rips ass uh like th- <laughs> like that kind of stuff really worked for me uh the ending i'm
0: i have a lot to say about it but i know but we're, by, we're gonna talk about the, it
2: by the time the real ending came i was kind of just like i had been baited that, by all the previous endings where i was just like ready to get up and go because like
3: mm-hmm. mentally
2: mentally i wasn't feeling the movie but like you're sitting in a chair for three hours eventually you're gonna begin to like kind of get restless so yeah but, that, but i will that, say that end, yeah after you've t- yeah. after we've talked about the ending offline Dave I have warmed up to it a bit more uh mm-hmm. I, I i do like the way that you put it with me. I'll let you kind of go more in depth to it because I'm know it's higher on your list than <laughs> just mine, a bit but, uh a movie you will be happy to hear isn't much higher, although only because I've seen it more and I will iron it out once I give Babylon that second run through. My number four is the fableman's
0: yeah sure
2: uh. <laughs> also i definitely maybe i was expecting it to be higher again i think it might have been due to some overhyping by a few in- individuals when many people made.
0: called it the greatest movie ever made i'm like all right what?
2: What, what, When when a buddy of mine ranked it over the godfather in the favorites list Come i was on. like, no. Come like on. in my eye in my eyes like that's like and I was like, in my eyes, like that's the best movie ever made. So it's, let let's see like what happens. But I, I mean, the movie hun- making stuff was good. The coming of age like school stuff didn't work all the time. From mm. time to time, I really liked it most when he was making the movies. But a scene that really hammered it home was the combination of both with the senior skip day movie. That's- that was yeah. That that's that's my favorite scene in the movie aside from you know the ending.
0: Yeah, uh, I would agree with you as he- well.
2: And speaking of which, the ending was funny because I realized at that point, I was like, geez, there's like not that long of the movie left. And then the line comes of, how would you like to meet the greatest director who's ever lived?" And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, man. And then the Searchers music starts. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. shit. Like, it's really going. bro. And then I- it just stops and
0: David Lynch. Walks sorry through. to cut you off, <laughs> but that line when he's like when the horizons on top it's interesting when the horizons at the bottom it's interesting when the horizons in the middle it's boring as shit now get the fuck out of my office <laughs> i fucking died in the. Th- oh, I- no one was laughing except me because I, I saw it with the normies in in um, mm-hmm. on opening weekend and i was just how like how many
1: normies because there ain't many people watch this movie. Do you know what's funny? <laughs> New York. We You're talked
0: New York. we talked about the box office and all that stuff. It was sold out.
1: Well, that's wow. Just started at yeah. the fourth theater platform release. Everyone who wanted to see it saw it there. But once yeah. it came here. Yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah, Lynch, Lynch is so good. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Uh, my number 3.
0: Where are we going here?
1: Yeah, you're going to I saying, I, I, only know, I only know one movie left is on there.
0: Same I here. Same here.
1: You 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 you're, you're, you're going to be stunned by yeah. this cuz I good, was too when I was Well, the, there's, there's there's another one I know. Oh about. wait, I know there's, yeah, there's I know another, another one too. I know another one. Well, hopefully yep. we're on the same page. I, I, but, all right, I, we'll, I we'll
2: do it's it. not going to be it's not going to be those two um, if I'm Oh. Right. Okay. My number 3. Right. I mentioned earlier that All Quiet on the Western Front, I would be cool if that one international feature. Oh. However, Huh. Give me a ballot and I'm voting for R R R every time. Oh, oh, yes, oh yes, 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 yes. Okay. Alright. Dave, we talked a bit about you semi-called my bluff about like how I'm not into like the comic book movies and like that over-the-topness, but I'm so into this. I think that's because mm-hmm. I went into those movies. Like I, I go into those movies like expecting that. Mm-hmm. Despite Mm -hmm. seeing RRR, like, this week, like, last week, like, been so late after its release, I went into it blind. Like, I didn't really watch trailers or, like, footage of it. I didn't see much of it online. I went into it without much of a clue of what to expect. And within, like, the first 10 minutes, I had, like, fist pumped in the air, like, 10 times. I was like, let's go. Like, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the runtime just completely drifted by. It is the most batshit movie of the year. Having a man fight a tiger and then you have a scene like Natu Natu existing, like,
0: I mean, come on. Natu Natu is so Uh, dope.
2: That's probably my choice for original song, quite frankly. Mm, Um, There we go. But yeah, RRR, maybe the biggest surprise of the year for me. I had so much fun with that movie and I really hope I get the chance to see it in theaters. Now my number two, actually no, my entire top three I really could not have foreseen being my top three. My number two, mm-hmm. Dave has already talked about it, and I would be amazed if you bring it up from here on out, uh, Hunter. Is Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Yeah. Oh.
1: I. Okay, that was the one. That was the other one I knew. All right, I mm-hmm. figured. Okay. Yeah,
2: this, I was honestly really going back and forth. I was considering maybe moving this up to my number one, but. I mean th- there's just a lot of my like personal enjoyment trademarks here you know you mm-hmm. got the uh, you got the Alexander Discloss score you mm-hmm. got stop motion Guillermo del Toro obviously is another win and the voice cast is just immaculate
3: mm-hmm. uh
2: David Bradley especially I mean mm-hmm. like I I had to look him up after cuz I for some reason, wasn't able to remember anything that he'd done. It. And when I realized that he was Filch from the Harry Potter series, mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, that's right. It's absolutely right. But he, he just sells his performance so much. And then, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you got Kate Blanchett playing Spaciatura, the monkey. Yeah. And, uh, going back and rewatching it, knowing that it's like, yeah, I I can hear the I can hear it in the monkey noises. Now yeah. I can envision it, Uh, but no, just like, the most delightful movie of the year. Like Dave said, I was crying in the beginning, and the final sequence, like, you kind of mentioned it, it reminds it reminds me a bit of um, It's Such a Beautiful Day. I don't think, Hunter, I don't think you've seen
1: that. I have not seen but, it. I should, though. I should. But
2: the ending of that movie is kind of very... Like, I don't want to say, like, I don't want to say, like, nihilistic, but it was kind of just, like, life moves on. Like, that's kind of, like, the <laughs> ending that I got. It's just, like... Everything just kind of moves on, and I was, was really touched by that ending, and yeah, I was really pleased with this uh, with this adaptation, especially in contrast to the one that I, we've
1: already discussed in Robert Zemeckis. For uh, sure. Uh, uh, Cate Blanchett, two great movies with ends, like Tar, the ending scene of that one, and then the credits, mm-hmm. when I learned she was the monkey, I was like, what
3: the yeah, hell? <laughs>
1: because <laughs> I knew she was in the movie I thought she was the um the the we'll call her like the the afterlife spirit that was like the Tilda Swinton's sister I was like I it doesn't sound like her it sounds like Tilda Swinton again but I'm like it is Kate Blanchett she's that talented she, she could do it then it revealed she was the monkey I was like oh she is that talented she could be a monkey <laughs> and then the one time where she like speaks I was like oh that makes sense but yeah that was such a funny thing to learn that she was fucking monkey that's so funny same all righty
0: let's i'll i'll keep going on my end so i'll run through Mm -hmm. these quick because we def we've gone two hours here let's not bore the listeners uh number five uh my biggest passion addition to this list probably a movie you guys have not seen yet um (laughs) my favorite my favorite documentary of the year um uh, Lucy and Desi to uh first saw at Sundance last year. Uh, so you know, last 2020, 2021 had like being the Ricardos, and that's another discussion for another another time. But I think this captures the authenticity of both their relationship and the impact they had on the business. I think people forget, especially now with the you know the Gen Z demo, that they really don't understand the impact that Desi Arnaz had as uh, a Latino working in Hollywood, and Lucio Ball as a c- comedy genius. Let alone them running a studio, which is now known as Paramount Studios. Uh, Desi Lu Desi Lu is responsible for Star Trek. Desi Lu is, pre- is, pre- is pre- responsible for Mission Impossible, and we look at Des Desi Lu Lucy and Desi with what they did with I Love Lucy. It's it, I think it still holds the record as the highest sitcom of all time. You had people closing stores before 9 o'clock on Mondays because they knew that they weren't going to have anyone in store when Isla Lucy was on television. It kind of shows that the impact that those two had on not just Hollywood, but just society as a whole. And I just think it does. it's, it's an honest portrayal about the relationship. They did not last together. They broke up. They... Desi was a drinker. Desi was a womanizer. And I think the, the movie ca, it's directed by Amy Pollard. It, it captures that authentic- authenticity so well. I bawled like a baby. <laughs> like, I don't think hmm. any movie made me cry more than this movie this year. Uh, the last 20 minutes are pretty heartbreaking. Uh, when you find, you know, Desi's last days, Lucy's last days, they're still having love for each other towards the end. Yeah. I mean, if you guys weren't big on being the Ricardos, totally understandable. I liked it for, you know, at least we finally got something of a, of a biopic in a way with Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. But I think if you want an authentic representation of the two human beings, I think this is absolutely a must, 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 must watch. Uh, number four, you guys have already talked about and I can only co-sign Top Gun Maverick. Uh, yeah. Mm. I had no idea this movie. I, I haven't talked about it. Oh you haven't talked about it yet either? Oh okay, okay. Uh, yeah, 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 top I'm not gonna yeah, I'm not gonna lie.
1: One, it wasn't oh, it's true. I haven't talked no I no, I'm gonna spoil it there. It wasn't that close on my Honorable Mentions either. Oh I liked it, but it wasn't that high. Uh top Gun. I, t- I just I just, just put a negativity on your list right there. It's okay. I, I... <laughs> I'm kinda of with Jack.
0: I had no idea this movie's gonna be this good. hmm mm-hmm. Like this movie is... Yes, it's plain Jane narrative. That's fine. But I, it's such a spectacle. And it's blockbusters done right. It reminds me of the 80s and 90s when these giant movies were being made. And this... I like those 80s and 90s blockbuster. had emotional arcs too. I mean, the Val Kilmer scene alone really hit. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've said enough. It's a great film. My number three... I'm gonna preface by saying I had this is impossible choice for me for my top three. Mm -hmm. I haven't had a top three like rotate so much in a long time. It's probably my even though I'm going back to 2019. Outside of 2019, I haven't had a hard time with a top three this much, maybe ever. Um, in that in 2019, it was the Irishman, Parasite, and and Joker was kind of going Mm -hmm. fighting for a top three. Mm This year, it's. I'll just give you my top three, and then I'll discuss each one of them. Babylon, the Batman, and Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, mm. Babylon is if it, you kind of touched on it, Jack, and I'll touch on the ending in a little bit. Babylon makes me feel like Chazelle hates La La Land now. She's
1: fine. Especially
0: with the, <laughs> especially with the correlation of who is supposed to play. Nellie's character. Well, yeah. With Emma Stone it, it playing a, Nelly it would be
1: a it would be a great parallel or uh, a turn by her to do that. Like
0: cuz and I love La La Land, it's one of my favorite films of all time. But if you look at La La Land, it's like you put at the you put you put light you shine light on the positives of making it in the industry, even though the ending kind of shows even though you make it it might not always be what you want to be because you lose the person mm-hmm. that you love. And that's fine. But with this one, I just feel like Everything about Hollywood is toxic, and that's what Chazelle is, mm-hmm. for me, it was what he's giving with this. On the, on the other, on the other spectrum, we look at the ending of the movie, and it, there's a lot of different variations. I've seen this movie five times already, so I've kind of thought of different ways of how you can, we can look at the ending. You can look at it as this is his Kubrickian ending with like 2001 where you're just like going, he's just throwing it on the wall and you're just going to live through the, the evolution of cinema. But you Mm -hmm. could also look at it as like Manny, Nelly, everyone involved. This is, you're a blip. And even though you're a blip in cinema, you can see how further, how much further the, the industry has gone. Or you could also look at it. As it's never been this good again. It's never been this good, and it never will be again. There's so many correlations. I think you could take with the ending of the movie. For me, mm-hmm. it just it hit. I loved it. I mean, I got it. I I think mm-hmm. Chazelle is just a master at his endings. From Whiplash to La La Land to even First Man to now this. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I just don't mm-hmm. think he has a bad ending. Um, and like like I said before, this movie is gonna be so beloved in about 10 years. Everyone's gonna be like, oh my god, Chazelle was so ahead of his time. I'm like, yeah not for me and hunter and hopefully jack i mean this this movie
2: Number is five come on man. yeah i, know. <laughs> I yeah, will
0: five. i will say if there is a part that i didn't really like but it didn't ruin the movie for me as a whole was the whole toby Maguire thing i get why it's oh. there but i kind of
1: didn't like it i you you could cut it out of the movie and not a whole lot would change but i absolutely was just like what the that's m- this. That was- so I was like I I'm like not oh loving what I'm seeing but I'm like so intrigued I'm kind of
0: on the with. same boat as you Hunter that's kind of why I didn't know- so I watched it at the Paramount screening room in New York and it was just um, it was me and a group of like five critics that I'm really close with and then a bunch of like older critics mm. you could hear a pin drop during that sequence of like I, because everyone was I laughing was throughout the movie story. like that the 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 hello college scene is my favorite scene of the year
3: Mm.
1: So good. Oh uh, so good.
0: But that sequence alone, you can hear grunts like
1: oh with... Yeah.
0: But yeah, no, Babylon's amazing. I think it's, rah, it's such a bad crazy movie. I still hope Margot Robbie gets in and the movie gets into picture because it absolutely mm-hmm. deserves it. Um You were gonna add something on Babylon or do you want to hold off?
1: Oh, uh, uh, it's the same way or, or who wait, who are you talking about? No,
0: you, you uh you hunter, 'cause you started saying something.
1: okay. Oh, I had a similar story because, same as you, your screen, ours was a press screening for it here, but they filled it out with people who are part of the film society here, because mm-hmm. they did it in a the big theater, and there's like eight of us critics, so like, well, we have 150 seats, you might as well fill with people, so all the people in the film society came and watched as well, which is fine, but all the members of the film society are older people, mm-hmm. so same with that when that scene was coming and obviously this is like a two hour and 15 minutes into this movie so there's already a lot of other shit that's going on but when that scene came up it was like some tipping points for some people where it's just like this is just messed up and i was like it is and i was there for it because i was just like what the hell uh i i love messy movies and just movies like like you know we're just gonna go there we're just gonna do this so To to add on to the toby scene just real fast uh I, I I
2: went into the movie, you know, and you're hearing all of like the, oh, it's like Wolf of Wall Street, but in like mm. the 1920s. But there was also a lot of like Boogie Nights in the movie too. Mm-hmm. But the Toby Maguire scene was just a little too much Boogie Nights. That it replaced it's, Toby with Alfred Molina. It's yeah. very much like I like as soon as I kind of got that vibe, but like before they they even mentioned like the fake money, I was like, this gives like the exact same like vibe and then like i heard Mm -hmm. that i was like oh so i know where this is going now but yeah uh, really just like a gripe more so than like oh i don't like this movie because of this one scene Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah Yeah, and then um my number my number two is the batman um and it just switched mm -hmm. last week just switched last week Yeah. yeah And I probably could. Pro- if if I do this again, this exercise of rewatching these three again, it may alternate again. Um, the Batman, I think it's the best comic book movie since the Dark Knight. It's it's a yeah. good dis- it's a yeah. good discussion oh, yeah. to have. Um, I think the execution of the ending in the Batman is better than the Dark Knight in terms of what they're trying.
1: Remember, uh, the, I'm not, the, the Dark oh, i not Oh, yeah, the boat know. sequence. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not really a fan of that whole little sequence uh i do think the performances across the line i'm, I'm glad that like I'm, I'm doing this with you guys because you guys know how good of an actor robert pattinson is and w- we have to sit and deal with shout out to my daughter harley quinn who is um <laughs> making her first <laughs> appearance on the batman and she's and, like, and, hey, and right cue, batman. because we're talking about the batman <laughs> it's okay shout out to harley quinn i love her very much um but no the uh the we knew Robert Pattinson is a good actor, a great actor, and he wouldn't choose to do this unless the the material was worth doing. And yeah, I think everything about this movie works for me. Paul Dano's fantastic. The score is my favorite of the year. Michael Giacchino's score, absolutely. I mean, I I feel like the Oscar gods just want me, you, and maybe Hunter to pull all our all our all our money in the Babylon basket of score because this score I is have to
3: now. Now
0: there's no choice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I've never seen anyone robbed, but then I look at Giacchino's track record. He hasn't received a nomination since he won for Up,
1: yeah, which is which, weird. Which is crazy. You didn't even get like the the list, like the list. He's like not yeah. in the top fifteen. Yeah. I was like, what? Pretty insane. Uh, um, insulting. but yeah,
0: the I'll let I'll let a, another person talk about the movie a little later because I know he has a little higher than me. Uh, but yeah, all I think this movie sets the foundation of DC. And hopefully they continue on with Matt Reeves as a standalone rather than the part of the
3: mm-hmm.
0: world building that they're doing. Uh, yep. And I'll let a- another person talk about it a little bit more. And then my number one is everything ever all at once. Um, I've, ne- this movie I've seen six times
1: uh and every if you like a movie you're seeing it four or five times now it's six times i yeah because the batman really like.
0: the batman i've seen six everything everywhere all once, six and then babylon five so yeah. and top gun maverick four so my top four i've actually seen multiple multiple times uh yeah. yeah so with everything everywhere all at once i think jack kind of touched on it i think there's it's ki Kwan, I think, is the reason that this movie continues to grow with for me. His performance gets better and better and better every time I've seen it, and I mean, I, I, I he better win the Oscar. <laughs> I'd be kind of this. That's the one that I'm kind of like, let, let's do this. Um, mm-hmm. The whole in the mood for love homage is kind of the sequence mm-hmm. that really always breaks me, and and just the 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 ideology of like Michelle Yeoh's character not realizing that what the perfect life she had is right in front of her and she's not appreciating it it Mm kind of does talk a lot about divorce that you you you're mentioning jack but it also just talks about like underappreciation of the ones you love and that whole sequence Mm -hmm. really captures that for me yes it's a mother-daughter story obviously i don't have that full-on connection the way others may have but i do think that's an effective It's effectively executed as well, but the whole dynamic of marriage, relationships, appreciation, it always sticks. It has stuck with me and it continues to grow with me every time I watch it. And just the balls of the Danny's to do something like this. We don't get movies Mm -hmm. like this anymore. We don't. I mean, Mm -hmm. I feel like my top three in a way, like Cunner nailed it. The Batman is not really a comic book movie. It Mm -hmm. took balls to do a three hour noir in that Mm -hmm. genre. And then everything everyone, all at once being what it is, and then Babylon being what it is. I think it kind of focuses my top three focus on like, do something original. Let's not, let's break the formula. Let's break the mold. And yeah, these three, I think, Mm -hmm. capture that the most for me in 2022. And yeah, uh, Hunter, take it away, and you could run to your number one as well.
1: Okay. Yeah, same with Batman. That's why Black Adam is the worst movie of the year, was because we didn't do anything original with that one, but at least. We're talking about the best now. So number five, mine is uh, Decision to Leave, which uh, Alfred Hitchcock movies meet Phantom Thread. So such a paradox of a movie where it's classical, yet it's modern, yet it's cold and sexy, unsatisfying in how it ends uh, intentionally, but very enthralling. So you're perfect. bounce. on uh, Park Chan-wook. I love his movies. Uh, the Handmaiden is one of my favorite of all time. So having this one up there was great. Also, the experience, I had to hide in a bathroom to see it because they didn't have a ticket for it. But I, <laughs> I remember that story. That was great. Yeah. I was like, I didn't go all the way to Cannes to not see this movie, so I'm going to do it. And if they uh, deport me from the country for this, at least I tried. And they didn't because they never knew I did that, even though I keep talking about it. Uh, number four, also a Cannes movie for Cannes 2021. So, like, almost 18 months ago, I saw this movie. It was Nitram came out in february of this year oh wow um, nice america yeah when i first saw it it at the premiere of it uh it is about the worst mass shooting in uh, australian history uh it's like the not a biopic about the killer but like uh, kind of like joker a little bit where it's like we'll understand how he became like how this act became to be we're not sympathizing with him at all we're understanding how his mental health was a mess he didn't have he had some support for his parents. But they had no idea what to do about him and how other people just kind of let him down this path to do this horrible act. And it's 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 so tense and physically like I was just like I needed a chiropractor after seeing it because I was just sitting in my seat because you know what's going to happen. But you don't really know you're, you're, you're waiting for it to happen. It's done super well and compassionate by Justin Curzell. Uh He did Macbeth this Macbeth movie that I have in my poster. He did Assassin's Creed as well. We're not going to talk about that, but um he did that Macbeth and I love him as a director. So I'm I was so happy. I was sitting like two rows away from him and Caleb Landry Jones who uh, was the main character. Uh number 3 you both touched on is The fablemans Uh it's it's Spielberg doing his most Spielberg things. Family dynamics, little bit of a human drama and stuff like that, but it's there's no overboard on it. The editing scene where the kid discovers the truth is probably the best scene one is one of spielberg's best scenes ever i think i was i don't cry too much in movies and i'm not claiming it because i'm a man or anything i just don't and that scene had me in tears because as a, as a as a person who has divorced parents i could not not deal with that like not empathize with it i could feel the emotions in that as well so i'm hoping spielberg gets his third oscar for that best director for that because he deserves it. Uh, number two, both of you should have had this higher, but I'm still so happy you had it. all choir in the West. <laughs> I, I mean, obviously, David and I have talked about obviously, Jack, the opening sequence of the coat is just yeah. one of the best sequences I've seen. in a while. Oh, so good. I open a movie where it's just it, it embodies the whole movie in like five minutes right there. How just futile the cycle of death and just how you're being lied to. Because they're like, oh, it's just too small for him. Like, no, he got shot and he's dead. And we just picked this coat off his body and threw him in a, threw him in a hole. And now you're going to be the next guy to do that. So it's it's it was I I've, I've read the book. I have not watched the 1930s movies. I knew I was going to like this movie, but it surprised me on all so many levels. So, and number one, I think we all have it somewhere close to our top five. Obviously, and Dave, you were debating is Babylon. I saw it. I. I mean, every every movie people described it as, it was like, oh, it's like Singing in the Rain, which makes sense because Singing in the Rain is very influenced, or it has a lot of influence on this movie directly. There's Boogie Nights, nice, there's The Wolf of Wall Street, there's Uncut Gems kind of in it in terms of its mad pacing. A little bit of Mulholland Drive just because there's some, like, that Toby sequence where it's just so weird. Love all those movies. So if you can, Damien Chazelle is a great director. If you can distill all those movies into one gargantuan project like this, you've got my money And I i i've I looked forward to watching this movie a second time when it comes out i i should see it in theaters again obviously it, it's buckets of style substance and just nothing was like it really this year and not really there's nothing like it any year at this matter at this point and i'm so glad damien chazelle it's I'm, I'm i'm really hoping i'm i'm pissed that this movie didn't you know what? It, it has a $100 million budget, so it was never going to make its money back. No movie like that is going to make its money back. This time, I'm pissed that it's like bombing this bad, and some people are taking joy at watching it fail. Because you should never enjoy original movies failing it, especially ones like these that are this great.
0: So, it, <clears throat> before we finish off with Jack, I, br- I bring up the conversation, or the argument that people make. Oh, where are the we have all this i p where are the original concepts we get an original concept, and people can't handle it 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 just shows the yeah. hypocrisy of mm-hmm. film criticism as a whole where you want something original you get it, and you're still bitching about it i mean it is it, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, uh Jack, finish us
3: off,
2: yeah, uh, my number one is maybe one of the most off brand number ones that I fully probably could have come up with, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, knowing my general tastes and what I'm typically into I'm very surprised to announce that my favorite movie of 2022 is The Batman mm. I did not expect it to hold as the grip that it did throughout the entire year practically but it has I mean you were just talking about that right there Dave my biggest issue with superhero movies for the most part is that I have just a lot of them just kind of end up blending in together and they just mm-hmm. don't really do a good job of distinguishing themselves for the most part. There are some, like, I, not to say that I, like, shun the MCU and have no interest mm-hmm. in it whatsoever. There are some good ones, and, of course, like, you know, the Nolan Dark Knight movies. Like, I like superhero movies, but the Batman is really the first one that wanted to be something other than just, you know, look at the superhero that you know. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
2: We talked about it. It goes into... Styles of noir. It is gorgeously shot. Uh, upset that uh, uh, Greg Fraser is not in the cinematography conversation as much anymore as he was in the mid-season. But yeah, there's some really gorgeous shots uh, there in the movie. And then we've already said it. Robert Pattinson, he's a good actor. We definitely had hopes for him being Batman, but to the extent of how good he was, I agreed, really crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the direction that he took Bruce Wayne and that I think we're actually going to get some opportunity for him to grow rather than him just being, you know, the cool, rich guy with the most confidence in any room ever. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that there's actually going to be um, some differences, at least I think, in the character of Bruce Wayne going forward. And then his portrayal of Batman, I mean... Just the way that the villains are scared of him and the way that the movie kind of just builds up to it almost like in a Western type style, you know, like mm-hmm. just like the dark shot and you just hear the boots walking up mm-hmm. very like Sergio Leone-esque. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, the Batman fin- finishing off at number one, didn't expect it, but I'm very happy that it turned out as good as it
0: did. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So bef- <clears throat> I'm about to finish up here. Letterboxd is down, so I can't get my most anticipated films up. So I'm just going to let you know real quick what I remember from my list. Um, so number one is Dune. I can't imagine that not on your list, you guys' list. Um, I also have Barbie. I'd never thought I would fathom saying I'm Barbie's in my top three anticipated films of the year, but alas, we are here. Um, that that's man, I'm gonna call it here in January second. That movie's gonna get nominated for a screenplay Oscar. I,
2: I'm Barbie. with you, yeah. As soon as I heard like the Truman Show, like the Truman Show inspiration, I was like, you know, that that, that sounds like a screenplay nominee. Like maybe it doesn't get into picture, but there's um, always like a screen like a a weird kind of screenplay, like solo nom or something mm-hmm. like that. Like a Wes Anderson type nomination. Yeah.
0: I concur. Uh, Killers of the flower moon. That's on my list as well. Mm-hmm. From what I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, also have um, on brand for Dave, Maxine, the third. Sure. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I'll, I'll definitely see it. I'm intrigued. I, I know you'll probably love it because it is eighties infused. Oh my 18s, God. So. I'm so excited. I, I literally, I saw it cause I saw it at TIFF and I, for Tiff, when they 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 show like the first thirty seconds of all the credits and then they cut it, the credits went fully through here. So I was like, oh, that's strange. There must be something at the end of it. And when that came up, you thought like the World Cup, like they had scored the winning goal of the World Cup. The audience went insane when they saw that Maxine trailer. So, and I did, I I thought of you right away. I was like, well, he's gonna just, I, just eat that up. I just love also the the hollywood sign is in the
0: maxine yeah really dug that uh indiana jones of course oh Uh, yeah i can't wait uh oppenheimer i mean nolan Mm -hmm. mm, created a real atom bomb i guess so can't wait to see that just don't see in 4d not at all uh you you die (laughs) and that's all i can remember off the top of i'm still thinking but jack do you have anything
2: uh luckily i do because my over preparing ass took the liberty of typing in everything into a google doc so i do have my top 10 most anticipated uh i'll just kind of touch on these briefly uh my number 10 pretty funny because i had only just seen the trailer for this like a week ago uh Mm -hmm. and i was like this actually looks like a really good movie and even more funny that i've only seen one movie from this director's father who is much more noteworthy and it is Infinity Pool Oh uh, Brandon yes. Cronenberg's movie yeah. I just saw the trailer for that and I'm I'm sold Mia Goth looks awesome yet again shit crazy, crazy so... she... I was like <laughs> okay <laughs> all right by number 9 make no mistake this one is all for me and you'll know why <laughs> as soon as I say the title my yeah. number 9 is cocaine bear <laughs> It does take place, doesn't it? Take place it's in a Kentucky. 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 Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. That's okay. I was pretty sure. Like, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. like, I have a I have a friend who whose dad like apparently like knew about that situation. So like, I've known about oh, this okay. like, for years now. Mm-hmm. So hearing about the movie in concept, I was just like, yes, finally a good Kentucky movie.
1: I wonder oh. if they break down box office by state because I would like to see like <laughs> how it, like I obviously the California's and LA you know New Yorks will be high but I was like I wonder how high like it, will this be abnormally high for Kentucky? I, I, I,
3: I want to like, see that's I one see of the reasons
2: that. why I want to go opening night just to get a size yeah. of the, the Kentucky. Do, crown. do you think uh, that's going to be the fun. biggest
0: movie in the history of Kentucky?
2: In terms of like movies set in Kentucky, yeah, I don't
0: I don't know movies set in Kentucky that are this hyped up. Another one. Uh, uh, I, I'm I'm
2: not for sh- I'm, I can't remember for sure, but I know American Animals was filmed at tra- at uh, Transylvania oh, University, yeah. which is in my city. Uh, I can't remember if it was if it actually takes place mm. in Kentucky. Coming um, soon, and then you got
0: top ten Kentucky movies coming soon.
2: Yeah, well, I say a lot I'm of fun, like horse see. movies, like you know, der- like
1: Secretariat and stuff like that, like the Derby yeah. movies. Uh, my yeah, a lot eight- of films filmed there, but not take place there. Yeah. yeah. My number eight is Renfield. Oh, this, that's on my wow. list. Yep, that's on my list. That's on okay. my list as well. This this really
2: just pums from maybe the casting choice of maybe the best casting choice of the year. Nicholas Cage is Dracula. I mean. hmm g- Give it to me now. That's all I really need yeah. to be excited. Uh number seven. Uh not higher on my list, but I'm I know this was your number one, Dave. Dune part two. I have it there just for it to be there. I'm not like foaming at the mouth to see it but i definitely Mm -hmm. am looking forward to seeing it in theaters number six kind of the same reason i'm more anticipating this from the historical standpoint rather than the talent oppenheimer i'm just Mm -hmm. a big world war ii Mm -hmm. nut so the movie itself that just up my alley number five barbie number four indiana jones and the dial of destiny talk about both of those number three talked about this one earlier by my most anticipated biopic uh, for the time being uh, maestro a huge, oh, yes. huge leonard bernstein fan uh mm-hmm. love the music he's written for broadway if whenever i'm looking for a classical music recording i always check to see if there's a bernstein one available for me um, and then bradley cooper the pictures i've seen I mean, he just looks incredible yeah of killers of the flower moon obviously i mean scorsese dicaprio de niro Throw in Jesse Plumins and Brenda Frazier, I mean, yeah, that's gonna be good,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: finally, my number one uh I don't though they did confirm it's coming out this year, and this is just more in the sense that I don't have an idea of what this movie looks like because mm-hmm. that's like the big anticipation behind all of his movies, and that's asteroid city, and that mm-hmm. might- yeah. The worlds of Wes Anderson is something that I always am looking forward to, especially with his usual talent of Robert Yeoman, cinematographer and Alexander Mm. just consistently doing what I love a lot. And I'm just really excited to see what he has planned. Although it's sad to hear that Bill Murray will not be in it. It'll be his first move. I think he has, he's been in every one since bottle rocket. Um, but he got COVID on set, and we'll, he was replaced by
1: Steve Corral. But Steve that's Corral, the West Anderson movie that—that's that, a yeah, that's Steve great, great. If you're gonna replace. You, you got a good replacement.
0: Great news! My list finally popped up after refreshing for about hey.
1: five minutes. <laughs> to
0: finish up, um, I have uh the Iron Claw as a big wrestling fan. <clears throat> the Von Erich story. You guys should definitely. I think Hunter, you don't like wrestling. You'll be very interested in this story.
1: I I'm very interested. To- for the opposite reason, it's a Sean Durkin movie, which the Nest, his movie from like two years mm. ago, I really loved. So I'm like, oh, I want to see what he does next. Yeah, this so.
0: is a very interesting story. I'm a big wrestling historian, and this is one of the most tragic stories in history of mm. pro wrestling. Uh obviously Spider-Verse into the Spider uh, into the Spider-Verse mm-hmm. is on my list. Mm-hmm. Uh Ghostbusters, if it comes out. Uh just because oh, I'm a big yeah. Ghostbusters Christmas. fan. Christmas yeah. That's up. why yeah. I'm like that's why i D. I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It comes out I'm in. And uh very on brand for Dave, Air Jordan. Uh sure. Goddamn stole mine. Um <laughs> uh, directed finally we got a Ben Affleck directed film and about the and he's playing Phil Knight and it's about the rise of Nike. Yeah.
1: This this is like on brand yeah. Dave movie. It's it sounds really great, yeah.
0: And yeah, I don't think I Oh and, and I didn't I'm still not sure if it's coming out or not, even though it's said. but honorable mention the killer. If it does come out, oh, it yeah, is coming okay. out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What do you, what do you got to finish us off on
1: Um, I'm just going to do alphabetical. Cause I wrote an article about like two weeks ago. Where I was like 30 minutes. I'm gonna just do uh challengers, which is Luca Guadagnino where it's Zendaya, Joshua, mm. Connor, Mike face is like three tennis champions that are like rivals slash kind of friends. I'm like after bones and all, I'm like, I'm c- c- um, excited what he does asteroid city of course after the french dispatch was one of my favorite movies of all time now i don't know how Wes anderson's gonna top this even if it's a great movie i will be more than happy so no worries there uh disappointment boulevard slash Bo is afraid the ari aster movie so love that one ferrari with adam drivers ferrari with michael man mm-hmm. directing that one very excited for that. oh one. yes ferrari
2: surprise that was on your list dave
1: oh. yeah I know, all the Michael Mann love your uh obviously Kills the Far Moon, Maestro, the Cooper, May, December, which is Todd Haynes with Julian Moore and Natalie Portman, which sounds great. Uh, Mission Impossible 7.
0: Ah, yes, yes.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, probably my most anticipated actually is Napoleon with ah, I'm just... Scott. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds uh, it's right up my alley. It's like it's a oh, big yeah. Ridley Scott historical adaptation with Ridley, with while keeping it to Napoleon, I'm like, hell yeah. That's Ridley Scott so finally better. got
0: me back with the last duo, and I
1: think he's gonna lose Especially me. after that. no. I, well, he could. And then Vanessa Kirby is like, uh, Josephine uh, is Bonaparte, which is like, great casting. I love it. Next goal wins. The first movie of TIFF 2023 we know of, because it got moved. Uh, Poor Things by Yorgos Lanthimos. Oh I, yes. Emma Stone. I'm always, always ready for Yorgos Lanthimos. I always love, love his horror movies uh the bike riders jeff nichols moving with austin butler tom hardy norman reedus michael shannon jody comer like as a motorcycle gang i'm like hell yeah that sounds so interesting uh let's see if it ever ever comes out it probably will never the way of the wind terrence malick talking about Mm -hmm. jesus christ i mean terrence malick is already religious as hell with all those movies now let's just go straight to the source let's see what he does (laughs) Even though that movie was shot in 2018, and still has not come out yet, and nobody thinks it's coming out soon. So like that might be that's been on my list since 2020, most anticipated movie. I've had it three straight years on my most anticipated list, and I'll probably have it till like 2028. And last one, The Zone of Interest, which is Jonathan Glazer did Under the Skin. He's doing a movie about a concentration camp, and I'm just very interested in what it's doing. It's about a Nazi officer who becomes enamored with the wife of the concentration camp commander sounds weird as hell like let's do a concentration camp movie let's focus on the nazis you know so i'm just interested in what he has because under the skin is such a weird and fascinating movie and this is the first movie in 10 years since that so i'm like i'm interested in what obviously he's not doing something straightforward so i'm like i just wonder i like hmm, i wonder what this is
0: yeah I, I like under the skin a lot but yeah. but yeah that wraps up this week's episode this is a great first episode for us guys nice two hours and 40 minutes just the way hunter likes hey. it hey babylon
3: like batman, batman, batman yeah,
1: yeah same. <laughs> It's There's been a theme going on. We want to fit in with these great movies.
0: Seriously, it's been a great year, so I'm looking forward to what comes in 2023. Uh, this month we have some fun stuff going on. Jack gets his wish, or we're gonna do our top 10 needle drops in films. Mm. Uh, number one should be easy, but I don't know how many Goodfellas needle drops can we can we do on a list?
1: <laughs> That's true. Uh, Are we gonna do one per movie? Is that movie I think movie we need to do before? one per movie
0: because because you can't use too many Goodfellas ones. Um, yeah, yeah,
2: good felt like I, right. could, I could make respective list for good thousand boogie nights just yeah. entirely
3: yeah
0: then we're gonna have our oscar nomination podcast we're gonna look at mm-hmm. the globes and then our uh, hunter and i are gonna break down sundance so it should be a fun month yeah. ahead
1: but until then
0: hunter do you want to plug
1: yeah you can find me on my website thecinemadispatch.com that's the brand for everything instagram twitter uh, league of cinephiles whenever we play duels champions dave and i i don't i think we're on a break now with our belts so you know it's nice to be having both belts with me until until otherwise change so yeah and now i can plug real talk here because i'm here for uh the foreseeable future Until yes. I, uh i might say something bad one week you know like a horror bad horror take or something and i might <laughs> suspension or something well we'll
0: qu- we'll question you when you do that but i think you'll be you're good because you'll you'll well, just I- avoid horror movies <laughs>
1: There's a reason I'm not on Chop Talk, though. You know, there's a reason you guys do that. I'm like, I'm just going to go over here. And yeah. Jack. Uh, yeah,
2: you can also find me on the League of Cinefiles as well, hosting matches. Uh, we've got mm. some new, we got some good stuff coming up here at the beginning of the year. Uh, as always, you can find me on Chop Talk, as, along with Dave and our good buddy, Kurt. And you can also find all of us on the Critics Circle on Instagram. Mm. And you can also check Jeez. out my own
1: Letterboxd if you want. Yep. I like how I didn't even plug that, and I won't do the whole thing for it. Yes, yeah, so, right, but it's being a best 2022. Our our the ballots will be sent out eventually for that one. So I'm making sure to remind people watch these movies, watch these movies. So because I'd like to get them in. I'm I'm going on full FYC mode right now for some people. <laughs> and <laughs> you can find you can
0: find me as always at realtalking.com. You can find my work uh, on Rotten Tomatoes as well, and part of the LOC and Critic Circle. A whole bunch of locations. Uh, You'll always see us plugging this stuff. But until next time, you'll always know that Hunter, Jack, and I will bring a cinematic decadence to your lives. See you at the movies, kids.